Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, coming in on a Sunday night. Episode 317, I'm Dave, I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you? Uh, pretty good, man, pretty good, pretty good. Not, Keep not on trucking. Not a terribly eventful week, but... Uh, really? Huge week. To next week. What are you talking about? Thinking. It was a massive week in the cricket. Aussies won a tight one, now we're involved in another tight one. This has been a massive week. Ricky Ponning got threatened. There are bodyguards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only if you care about that shit, but yeah. I care about it, man. And so do our listeners. My God. We're living uh, and dying. I'd, I'd actually go on a limb and say probably not many of them do. We're living and dying on this one, man. This is the biggest battle of all time. There's ashes. I'm hoping we can make it 5-0. It's tight. It's feisty. <laughs> Rich, are you finally coming over to the dark side and going for the Aussies now against England? You oh, don't, fuck no. You don't go for England, though, really, do you? I can't imagine you as much of an English kind of uh, No, I don't, I, don't, I don't care about England, but uh, I'm certainly not supporting the, the Aussies. Jeez, Rich. Man, seriously. And we allow you in this country, Richard. You know what I mean? Like, we don't beat you well, out, my friend. Pro- well, see, the, the, the Aussies speak to you because, like the Oz- Australian <laughs> cricket team, you're a sore winner. Um, I'm, a sore like, I'm a sore loser. I'm a sore loser. Oh no, no, God! You Aussies are even worse when you lose. But you're pretty shitty when you win too. Like you're pretty, you're you're not very good sportsmen. Like I'll say that. <laughs> Richard, I mean, luckily we've been friends all these years, and I'm not gonna, you know, probe into that because all I can say well, is you watch cricket, you can't argue. Um, well, if you do, it would make you a liar. It's feisty, is what it is. But they're feisty back. I mean, the the the, the pops no, are taking No, but it's not. It's back. not even just the. It's not even just the cricketers who are assholes. It's yeah. even your commentators, man. Like you can, you'll watch a game and a ball will go up in the air, and a fielder, let's say it's from India or whatever, whatever country, will come up and he'll drop it, and the Australian commentator will go, "That's just terrible, man. That's you know, at this level, you can't be dropping stuff like that." You know, what I, I agree. Mean? Even winning the team, no, no. But then the very next innings. <laughs> You'll be a skyrocket, Australian cricketer, run under, he drops it, and then the Australian commentator will go, oh, man, what a difficult catch. I mean, phew, sun would have been in his eyes, you know, had to make some distance, you know, I oh, just, oh, well, almost had it. Yeah, so tough catch, tough catch. Oh, well, well, come on, man. Double standards, dude, for a reason, you know. But that's my problem. You, The Aussie cricket is just Full of double standards and hypocrisy and well, bad sportsmanship. Well, you know, these are Richard's opinions, obviously, not mine. I'm not signing off on any oh, of these actually, comments. Oh, no. Every single other country that uh, plays cricket will disgusting. agree with me. <laughs> disgusting accusations. Every, every India, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, England. Losers. Uh, New Zealand, everyone all will agree losers. with me. All losers. All have been crushed before with and India. will be crushed again, man. You know? Yes, and, and it's not about the crushing. It's about how... Saw you people are even I'd winning. <laughs> well, I guess Richard's not supporting the team in England, which is a disappointment. I would have hoped uh, all these episodes in that I've slightly brainwashed you, but like you not just refused to be programmed. <laughs> you know, you refused to be not programmed. I mean, I, I'm quite happy to support the South African team. I often do. That's because um, they they're generally uh, quite quite nice guys. Well, in fact, speaking <laughs> of Ashes, there was a controversy which I was asked to explain. Uh, to the American audience, basically, without meaning to bore anyone, um, what happened? Alex Kerry ran out 
one of the English batters, and it was controversial in because of the way the English were whining about it. The guy left his crease, and he got run out. Basically, he left his, which is which can happen in cricket. And the and the, the English were really carrying on like spoiled children, actually. And uh, the Lords members uh, should be ashamed of themselves for the way they yes, behaved. Yes, but I will, but I will say, listeners, had the rules been reversed, Australians would have been carrying on even worse. Oh, uh, I don't think we certainly would have carried on, but I don't think quite to that level. Um, oh. Worse. I no, I I disagree. See, I I I think we, we would have carried on. Everyone to be sportsmen except them. They don't have oh. to be sportsmen. Well, these are allegations, which is strong. But essentially, that's what happened. I mean, because I'll you know. say this to the listeners: with cricket, mm. there's two there's two ways. There's and, and it's there's the letter of the law and the spirit of the law sure. when it comes to cricket. And a lot of times, mm. when a team is you know got a good captain or has got sportsmanship. The captain may turn around and say, you know what, no. Yes, we got them out, or yes, that happened, but nope, we want you to reverse your decision, which is pretty much the only sport that can happen. It, it has happened before in cricket, for sure, yeah. Definitely. Oh, of course it has. Not not by Australians, but it definitely has happened in cricket. You're taking a lot of shots at the Aussie cricket team that I'm just allowing. I, you know, I don't it's like just, it. It's I a like typical it. thing of they've got the guy out. He clearly, he wasn't oh, trying to him. run or anything. Fuck him, it was a it tight was game. the fourth. Hang on, it was the fourth ball in a row that had gone pretty much over his head, like um, that gone past him, and and he'd left his crease every single time to go and do his little patty which, patty which he shouldn't do on the ground, which, which do. they which they do. But he shouldn't have done it while and, the ball's still live. That's the point, you know. Well, again, no, and I'm not disagreeing. Um, yeah. He a lapse in judgment by him where he's done it, and uh, on the fourth time he wasn't paying attention to the ball and thought it was dead. Yes, yeah. by all rights, he's out. But you had him. He did wasn't you know? Did stupid? you know that he himself, Johnny Burstow, has tried to do that through this series? He just missed the stumps. He literally has tried it himself. Oh, I've seen the ones that you're talking about. They're not the same thing, but he did exactly um, the same not, one. He did. It's not he, a, he it's, no, the, the one he now. did it was basically he was up on the stumps, which that's that's a completely different thing. No, no, there's another right. one. I know the one you're talking about. There's another again, one where he tried but again, to throw the stumps. I haven't seen it, but mm. it, it's regardless. Doesn't matter whether he does it. I would expect the captain to then turn around and say, no, keeper got a bit too fucking carried away. It was away. a very tight game, man. It you was know? a very, very tight oh, game. Oh, well, that's the thing. You having standards only when you're winning, oh, dude, not really having standards. Uh, look, honestly, I, I'm there to win, dude. I'm there to win. I'm not going to pretend yeah. like it's a... Uh, and again, and that is... That I, is you I do have... If I, it was reversed, you would expect sportsmanship. I would tell you... You would expect you, the spirit of the law to be, to be whatever, and, no, but where, you don't have to do that. Where you will do, you do the... Stand? the where do you stand? I'll give you two examples where I don't agree in in some things. Um, famously, Greg Chappell instructing Trevor Chappell to bowl underarm. Technically, was in the, was in the laws of the yep. game. I thought that was completely, completely inappropriate. I thought it then completely inappropriate. Mm. One of the worst decisions but in cricket. When, you know? when it happened, all the Aussies were cheering and loving it. And oh no, and no. And yeah, wrong, we won wrong, it. wrong, wrong. It was actually no. I'm talking about the team, not the. I'm not talking about. No, the no, team members of the, no members of the team. Rob Marsh threw his threw his gloves away and said, "Don't do this, mate." Before it even happened, no, no, it was very unpopular. Uh, universally, everyone agreed afterwards it was a huge mistake. It was, that was just Greg Chapel' uh, decision. He had a brain fade. That I always thought was all ridiculous. And the other one, I I believe that. Um, the man catting, I'm not a fan of that. I, I think there should be a warning before they do it. Now the Aussies don't do it; the Indians love doing it. But 
I really believe that the man-catting, um, which is when someone goes to bowl and the guy's out of his crease and they whip the stumps off, Ashwin does it all the time. Um, I firmly believe they should at least give one warning before um, they do that. So, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't always agree with, um, like, those tangential decisions at all. Like, I agree, cricket, uh, you know, in, in essence, um, kind of was a gentleman's game, you know. It has become less so, I'd say, over the last 40 years. I'd say since the 70s. Well, it's a, it's the same thing of, of Dave, again, an unsort uh, uh, of spoken rule, right? Mm. Is when a bowler's coming into bowl, generally the second batsman leaves his crease, right? Mm. Kind of like walks towards in case the ball gets hit. Yeah. And sometimes what a bowler will do, you know, they'll stop and, you know, stump it. Now, again, that's within the law. It's man cutting, yeah. It's man cutting. But yeah, yeah, but but people don't do it because it's it's frowned upon. You know upon. who does it? The Indians like do it all the time. Ashwin yeah, does it but, every but single it's fucking time. It's frowned upon. It is. And no one but that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't have an issue with what happened. Mm. I just have an issue with how the Australians carried on afterwards and that you don't have a captain that says, well, Look, yeah. yeah. You know what, we, we did get him, but, you know, he wasn't trying to make a run, whatever. Mm. It's a long day. He's 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 had a lapse. He's thought the ball was dead. He's gone forward. Mm. Uh, you know what, we'll be the bigger guys. He, and we'll he was unlucky. He, look, he, I've I'm watched saying, a lot of If you of had cricket. done that, I would have a lot more respect for the Australians, but they don't do things like that. <laughs> well, I mean, let's face it. This series has been played in worse and worse spirits. Um Oh, of course, yeah. and it's gonna be quite, quite downright disgusting. Actually. And both sides, yeah, both sides, I would say. But you know, I like there's part of me that enjoys the theatre, frankly. You know, like that's what it is at the end of the day. It's theatre. You know, like I don't get to if that had happened on Australian, and it easily could have. I'd be fucking pissed at the Aussie, and I, to the English, I would begrudgingly say, okay, of course I'd hate it, but you've got to take it on the chin a bit. I mean, look, put it this way. For the rest of this series, no matter what happens in this game tonight, this is the way the series is going to be played, as have many Ashes been played, in, in bad blood. And as mm. a spectator, that is kind of enjoyable. I mean, a lot of the South African Australian series were played that way too, like no holds bar, both teams at each other's throats kind of thing. It is kind of theatre, you know? Yeah, but as I said, I mean, again, I don't... They got him out, you did what you did. I just sure. thought the way they're carrying on, like, oh, I can't believe the Australians are the English are upset. And it's like, well, mate, you know, well, you you, the, you, the, it wasn't the spirit of the game in which you, you did no, that shit. I, you could have, I, I you could have said, nah, look, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get him out again. I understand what you're saying. I, I will say this. I thought the Lord's members were absolutely disgraceful. Oh, no, that was, that was yeah. terrible. Yeah. I mean, well, three of them got, uh, three of them got banned, I think, or, or yeah. suspended. And they're the upper crust of the upper crust. Like, that was actually remarkable, um, actually. Well, just like you, it just shows you how some people take it very seriously, Dave. I take it They're seriously. They're very passionate. Right? They take it very seriously. I, I guarantee you, I would have been a bang for blood as well. Emotions were running hey, high. You, hopefully you would have been suspended too. Um, emotions, <laughs> emotions were running high in general in that game because Stokes almost dragged them across the line by himself. He played a brilliant innings. Um, mm. You know, honestly, when I look at when I look at it so far, this has been an awesome Ashes. You know, and not just because we're two 0 up. I mean, it's been exciting, edge of the seat stuff. Even tonight, they're going to play, and either team could win. And, I mean, it's being played. It might be being played in a bit of bad blood, but, my God, it's been exciting, you know? Um, so, yeah, well, you know, at least it's good for ratings and, 
you know, the, the networks love it, or this kind of drama, because it drives people to start talking about it who don't even really follow cricket, suddenly have opinions, and, um, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Much better than a boring series where everyone's, they're all mates and just, you know, it's, it's you know how deadly dull test cricket can be sometimes, Rich. You know what I mean? Like, you, there, there's some tests where you just, yeah, like... To be God. fair, like, it's probably 60-40 boring. Mm. Indeed. Now, what have you been doing? Well, I've been watching Australian Victories and uh, just, in general, just being my... Me? Yeah, I've been living life, man. What I've been got doing? to go see uh, Mission Impossible 7 early. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got Tickets for that, uh, so we saw that on Friday, which is why we couldn't just you, Alicia, and Tom Cruise was show. it? Was it you, Alicia, and Tom Cruise just snuggled up together? <laughs> uh, would have been nice. Uh, uh, would have been cool if he, no, he wasn't. It was just a sort of um, uh, like a preview work, rela- work related thing, basically. One of the suppliers cool. um, kind of does these sort of things. Um, it was a good movie, good movie. Um, probably too many Marvel actors in it, but um, mm-hmm. um, but but otherwise pretty solid very good part one again it's so weird how tom cruise is, is literally i he, he is literally the last he's he is really the last big megastar isn't he like yeah i mean his movies are just really like you know i mean he's, he said he wants to make these movies till he's 80 and i'm I like well that. dude you're pretty much 60 now and you still look fucking mm. you're fucking great so i mean if you can still do this at 80 go for it um but yeah again another another good mission impossible movie uh what would you give out of 10 out of 10 um, even even though it's got that uh, terrible Agent Carter woman in it, I'd still give it an uh, eight point five out of ten. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I enjoyed the last one. Was it as good as the last one, Fallout? Um, With no, not as good. That's a nine out of ten. Mm. But I mean, it's definitely up there. Um, mm. it's not it's not far behind. It's, as I said, eight point five to a nine out of ten. Did um, Sam Mendes um, direct that again? Was it was it Sam Mendes who does that? He's got a guy who directs a lot of them. I'm saying Sam Mendes, but I could be wrong there. I don't um, think it's. I don't think it's Sam Mendes. Is is the name? Um, What's the name? That Mission Impossible. Is it? Mission uh, is it Dead Reckoning? Yeah, Dead Reckoning Part One. Okay, let's have a look and see who it is. There is a guy who who directs like a lot of them. I, I think I'm getting his name wrong. <laughs> Um, uh, Chris McQuarrie. Yes, that's the guy. Is, is, is kind of has become his collab guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Um, yeah. It is Chris McQuarrie. Yes, Christopher I think McQuarrie. he did. Yes, I think he he's he is definitely. He is I think he's part yeah. of it. I, I, I'm assuming he must be directing. He's the director. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew, I knew there was a guy who's done like heaps of them, and that was the guy, Chris McQuarrie. Well, I think he's done it since six, I think, or five or six. Could be five. Could yeah. be five. I think he's been doing it since five. Yeah, I, I, I really like them. I, I've always enjoyed Mission Impossible. I've seen every single one. I, I find them extremely enjoyable movies. And, I mean, honestly, it's remarkable how consistent they've been, you know, and I guess it helps having Tom Cruise and he's a perfectionist mm. and all that well, kind of stuff. I was, I was, my fear was that this was going to sort of end on a cliffhanger. And while it does end on a, it needs to continue, mm. it does, like, have a good ending where you go, okay, yeah, this feels like the end of this part of the story. Mm. Um, it doesn't be like, oh, oh <laughs> you know, tune in for part two. And it's like, oh, fuck me. You know, now I'm like left away. So how no, much of a cliffhanger of... is it? How much of a cliffhanger? No, it's not. It's not even a cliffhanger. It's, it's more of a they they achieve their goal. Yeah. But the threat still remains. Cool. I think that sounds cool. I'm I'm no, I'm 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 definitely down for it. I'm I'm excited to watch it. So 8.5 out of 10. That's a high score. And did Alicia like it as well? 
Oh, yeah, this is actually her first Mission Impossible movie. She's not wow. actually watching it. Oh, well, there you go. You could do a movie marathon. You know? Um, I would. Uh, I'd probably skip two and three, though. <laughs> I enjoy... No, I, I, shit, I, I can't skip three because three has a recurring character in it. No, three's um, all right. I think three's one of JJ's best movies that he ever did. Possibly, um, but I my for me, Mission Impossible goes one, four, five, six, and now seven. Like, I just... They're the best like, ones. Three... Three, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. And two is just awful. Like two, two is, is look. Yeah. I I loved two at the time. Uh, you know, it was a huge movie at the time that almost it was a huge hit. But then instantly everyone hated mm. it. And in fact, it was quite some years before he did three. There was at least like I'd say eight years or something. There was there was a big gap between two and three. Um, but oh yeah, yeah. If I was doing a movie marathon, I'd watch them all because I think every single one of them has something to offer. I really do. I think I actually. I might, think the only thing is, I might skip two just because two is absolutely pointless. Like it doesn't add three. I would have to watch because of the wife character. It brings a lot of three. She comes back in in six well in Fallout, so yeah. you kind of have to. You kind of have to. Three is where they sort of rebooted it. You know. Um, mm. And then they continued on. So, but yeah, but like in fairness, man, if you're doing a marathon, I'd watch the whole lot. Like, what? Why the fuck not? I've got a yeah. question for you, actually. Two well, I, th- this movie should definitely make a billion dollars. Like, probably it will. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go see it. We're seeing um, Indy next. I'm going to Brisbane tomorrow, and then we come back. We're taking Michelle's bum to to go see Indy. Now, um, I've got two questions for you. <laughs> two questions for you. What is your favourite Star Wars movie, cinematic? So out of the nine, do you have a favourite? Oh, um, yeah, my my absolute favourite is Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you know what? I I always toss up between Empire and Return of the Jedi, and when I think about it and break it down for scene by scene, it's probably slightly Return of the Jedi. Um, well, here's the thing: I I don't argue that that uh, uh, the Empire Strikes Back is 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 probably the better movie, mm. but I enjoy Return of the Jedi more because um, one, you get obviously the emotional payoff of mm. the, the, the two movies, but also you get to see Luke as basically a master. You know what I mean? He's, it's the end of his journey. You get to see him, mm. you know, uh, be, you know, uh, he's training, he's finished. He's now the master. He can, you know, mm. he is a Jedi basically. And I, it's just, it's more my favorite one, just of of just the culmination, the feeling, mm. um, you know, the the like the awesome of it. But I, I definitely can't argue that that Empire would definitely be technically, you know, mm. um, is the better movie if you're talking about like. I think both still, of them like, have fantastic first acts, like the Hoth battle in Empire is awesome, and I think also the saving. Oh, the hard rescuing, yeah, 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 is they're awesome. Um. Uh, like Empire is brilliant. Um, as a kid, I always found the Dagobah scene really boring and confusing. I, I was too young to understand it, really. And I also struggled with the kind of open end at the time. You know, at the end where they're like, "Oh, we're going to go and get Han, we're going to do this," and I'm like, "Oh, we didn't win." Oh, like as a kid, I always found that very sort of like, you know, I was very young, uh, very. Uh, unsatisfying whereas return of the jedi i think it is one of the and as an adult i can fully grasp that it's fine but i think return of the jedi almost perfectly pays off so many things in that series like films just don't do that as well now like the marvel movies don't do it as well you know by, by no means like return of the jedi as you say 
Luke shows up in the black uniform, goes to the through the Gamorrean guards. You were like, "Wow, this Luke's really stepped up a notch." Um, then the whole thing oh, yeah. with the Vader, the heart, the rancor, yeah. yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, the the, the the climactic battle, rescuing Han, mm. you know, mm. um, the oh, uh, the moon of Endor, you know what I mean, yeah. the the bike chase scene going through the forest like you know you never as a kid as a kid as a kid if you asked me up until probably the early 90s what was your favorite star wars i would have said return the jedi then i sort of realized empire is a brilliant movie you know and so it's very close but for me those two are are just a light years above Mm. anything else then i'd go new hope as well i still think new hope's better than oh no 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 dude the first three that's it it's Mm. it's those are the one two and the three yeah. Like, um, and now a lot of people are going to really disagree with me because mm. I know I think a lot of people, their favorite of the prequels is, I think, Return of the Revenge of the uh, Sith. Uh, the of the Sith. Mm. Uh, but I, and a lot of people, they hate Phantom Menace, I think it's both, but I actually love mm. um, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace feels the most different, mm. like, of the ones. It felt like he was trying to do, you know, make Star Wars feel like, um, uh, a bit more lived in mm. like we weren't just going from one you know big event mm. to the other kind of thing and all that and and you got to sort of see you know how the slaves are treated on Tatooine and the crime and and i just love uh qui-gon jinn qui-gon jinn is one of my <laughs> favorite new characters um, oh yeah that was introduced he to, was that was Liam Neeson's character yeah 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 and even Maul was pretty fucking cool. You know, that's the first time you got to see like a, a dual bladed lightsaber. You know what I mean? Mm. And that was the first movie. And I guess that, that's also why, I, for me, it's all about feeling. You know what mm. I mean? I, I don't go off a technical sort of thing because technical is great, but how did it make you feel? Mm. And, um, you know, when I when you got to see that the fight, like that's the first serious fight we've seen. You know, cool. no, no offense to the. And also, I mean, obviously, Luke and 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 Darth Vader in Return sure. of Jedi has the best fight up until then mm. um, with the lightsabers. But Jesus Christ, when when that music kicks in and then the two of them start battling Darth Maul, I was That's just right. like, what the fuck? My mind is blown right now. I've never seen it. You know what I mean? Like you just you'd never seen a lightsaber uh, a lightsaber fight like that. The the choreography it was great. Like it was fantastic. They and should just, never have killed him off in that first movie. I know no, they brought him back no, later. No, oh, well, same with more. That's why they brought more back as well, and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, um, yeah, those are characters that could have. But again, the prequels aren't perfect. Like, no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not one of these people that like retroactively goes, oh, are they much better. You know, I enjoy them more now. I enjoy them the I, same. I no, don't I, hate I, them. I definitely enjoy them. I especially they're not perfect. They're not perfect. No. I rewatched them all again a while ago, and one and three in particular, I really found a lot to enjoy. But they're not perfect. They're, they're, in fact, they're quite messy. Um, but I will say that the end battle in Revenge of the Sith between Anakin and Obi Wan is pretty cool as well. Like, mm. um, no, they've they've all got good moments. The 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 the, the prequels are ruined by that horrible uh dialogue and romance and sort of a pretty bad performance by Hayden Christensen and, and others, you know. Um he doesn't help. But you know, even still there are good scenes, you know, in, mixed in mixed in amongst it. But no, they don't hold a candle to the originals, in my opinion. And forget about the sequels because they're just garbage. You know? Like, oh no no yeah sequels are garbage. Sequels like, are just um, the equivalent I, of trash. I, I still have I still have my issues with the the prequels. And they haven't changed. The issues I have with them haven't changed just because the sequels are worse. But um, but uh, I still I, I still can watch them. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I oh, look, I put them on again and watched them all over about two weeks, you know, a year or so ago, and I had a good time. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I think Absence as well from them, I hadn't watched them. I, I remember at the time in the cinema enjoying Phantom Menace and being very underwhelmed by um, Attack of the Clones. Very underwhelmed in the, in the cinema. I really felt that that was the worst one. Revenge of the Sith I did enjoy I, in the cinema. I thought it was, I actually thought they got a bit closer to where I always thought they should be, you know, but anyway. Mm. Now we have some news. Smallville actress Alison Mack, Chloe from Smallville, was released from prison after serving two years. And there's a question from the audience. Will Dave attempt to lend an interview? Um, yes. Uh, I love Alison Mack and uh, Chloe. And, and look, hey, she was in a sex cult. Could you imagine, could you imagine if you got her for an interview and you mm. didn't ask her anything about that other than just Smallville? Could you imagine you invited her on and everyone's thinking, oh, wow, He's, you know, they're going to find out about the... And you literally just... No, I'd, I'd, I'd happily about. have her on no, just to talk Smallville. But I'm saying, wouldn't that be... I, I, I wonder if anyone would actually do that. <laughs> I, I'd do it. Are you kidding? What? Like, you... Just talk about Smallville, nothing else. Why not? Like, that's what she's famous for. Apart from the sex cult, I guess. Yeah, but I'm just going to say, I think anyone who wants to interview Oz is probably going to want to get into the... Um, which I know, blame them. I'm just saying, I would just be... I'd happily invite Alison. I'd happily invite Alison Mack. She's done time. Um, she paid the price. Look, hey, she got involved in a sex cult. It happens. You know, it's Although I will say this, um, considering that the leader of the cult got something like 128 years, I'm actually it, surprised she only got like three Well, she years flipped. Or she flipped on him. She gave him evidence to put him away. Yeah, but three years is still very short. Yeah, well, she played the like traumatized, you know, victim herself kind of thing, you know, mm. that kind of stuff. She had decent lawyers, obviously. They got her out. But um, hey, I'd have her on. I, I love her as Chloe. Like, hey, I'm prepared to forgive her, you know. And hey, who hasn't got involved in a sex cult at some point? Who hasn't initialed someone else's, you know, name on someone's ass? It's happened, you know. I mean, well, now, now, now I do feel like a goody two-shoes considering that's never happened to me. <laughs> now there's a question. <laughs> Which would be worse, joining Max NXIVM cult and having her name carved onto your body or joining the coil and being sacrificed to globulars? Sign me up for the sex cult. Hey, at least you're having sex, you know. Um, oh, my goodness. I mean, well, at least you're finding the bright side, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on in the sex cult, but prefer that to being sacrificed to globulus, you know. Although I do feel that's where the sex cult will wind up as well, you know, like, eventually. Oh, probably. Someone, someone's going to have to drink the Kool-Aid at some it's point. It's just going to get um, worse and worse and worse. UFO. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Look, she... she she totally flipped on that guy because they finally sentenced him to like a million years in prison and, and she managed to, you know... Yeah, as I said, I think he got 120 or 130, <laughs> something like that. Hilarious. Um, yeah. So what about this? J.J. Abrams, uh, constantly annoying. Uh, he says his Hot Wheels movie is going to be emotional and grounded and gritty. I, I was like, seriously, this is a Hot Wheels movie. Like, what the fuck? What do you think? I'll be honest, I didn't even know there was a Hot Wheels movie coming out. But, like, doesn't this tell you everything about how JJ just doesn't even give a shit about what properties he's fucking bungling and just doing his half assed I mean, is it going to be mystery boxes in Hot Wheels now? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, the, the, only, the only movie I could see being a, uh, a Hot Wheels movie would, would literally be, like, Cars. I was thinking Cars, yeah. But like you know, you'd have to have talking better. cars. I mean, that's literally the only way that you could do. Is a Hot Wheels movie, gonna have right? is Hot Wheels movie? I bet it won't. I bet it'll be 
No, it probably won't, yeah. No, Hot Wheels will probably be about some racing or some shit and the people that drive the car. Yeah, going to have talking. I guarantee you. But, but like, this sums up to me why JJ sucks, you know? Because he doesn't care. He wants to do his, well, I think, shallow filmmaking. You know, like his, I, I describe, that's how I describe, JJ, at the end of the day, it's fast, it's shallow. Um, if you don't think about it too long, he kind of gets away <laughs> with it. But because he's been what around... Are, what, what they call, I think they call it like for, for eating empty calories, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, yeah, hang on, isn't this based on a video game about cars going really fast? Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the Need for Speed film, um, which they're talking about, which I also enjoyed. But yeah, I don't know, like for a long time we were talking to Mattel about Hot Wheels and we couldn't quite find the thing that clicked that made it worthy of what Hot Wheels, that title, deserved. God, I hate him. Then we came up with something emotional and grounded and gritty. Like, no, that's not Hot Wheels, my friend. Um, it's it's just it's Hot Wheels is well. The I mean, why of that. do you even need to make a movie about Hot Wheels? Is it Hot Wheels is just yeah. replicas of 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 real existing cars? Yeah, I know. Well, it's kids I don't, playing like, I don't think it needs a movie. Hot Wheels. I used to collect Hot Wheels as a kid. Um, they were fun. You know, you get the cars and fucking spin them around, and you know, create little stories. Yeah, in but your I head. mean, I've never thought it needed a movie. It's not. It's just normal cards. It's well, not, if I was going to do special cards, if I was going to do a movie, it would be animated like Cars. Cars did what I kind of envisioned as a kid for Hot Wheels. You know, like those movies were sort of like the Hot Wheels I had in my head. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I didn't ever picture it as like a serious kind of, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to get real serious with Hot Wheels. Um, enough of this kidding around shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, no, no one's ever, apart from JJ, who I think just, he's just a very, very shallow kind of thinker, I think. I, like, you know, it amazes me the level of his success and the level of his wealth because I honestly think so much of his product is actually mediocre a lot of the time like more often than not it's pretty mediocre and you know he constantly gets exposed for all the things he doesn't do right and yet somehow he just fumbles his way from one opportunity and franchise to another it's just bizarre to me you know Mm. and it's it's he's untouchable in that sense his movies make money they're not particularly good you know, like he's you know, like it's he hasn't really done anything good in years. And yet it's just fucking non stop for him. Um he's a big name, he's probably the biggest one of the biggest names in, you know, um sort of movies. Like he's right up there. Um it's amazing to me his his level of success because normally directors who are like that have at least had like they can always rely on three or four movies at that level where they're like, Yeah, these were gold. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have that at all. It's it's bizarre to me. He has a lot of content. That's what he does have. He's very prolific. Um, mm. But I, th- I think it exposes what I think is a very shallow filmmaking style. And I'd love to know how involved he is in the actual direction because I sometimes think not that involved, you know? He's more of a producer in my head, you know? Because he produces a fucking ton of stuff. I don't know. It's just... Um, oh, he's definitely become... Oh, lately, he's definitely become more of a producer. Like, name a, name your favourite J.J. movie. Name, movie um, right. Name your favourite J.J. movie that he directed. I've got a couple that I thought were decent. Do you want me to go first? 
Sure. I think Super 8 and the first Star Trek were both pretty good movies. You know, and when I say pretty good, pretty good. That's all I would say. Pretty good. You know, not 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 amazing. I think there is two best though. Where would you go, Rich? Jesus. Which is thinking. <laughs> Which is thinking. Uh fucking stuff, man. I mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean I don't disagree with you. I'm not saying they, they're great, but I mean yeah. I mean, again, if you if you're saying which 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 piece is of shit smells the, 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 yeah. the, the least, you know, uh, off-putting, <laughs> it's it's probably the Star Trek, I'd say. Yeah, and and I'd also say his Mission Impossible three was was decent, and again, decent. I think a lot of movies that come out, it's about as good as them. Like nothing amazing. Like n- none of those movies are amazing, and yet the way his career has gone. You would think he's pumped out like Spielberg, like classic, 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 to set up a legacy. But it's not. It's just, it's just very underwhelming. Well, let, let's be honest. He's still very much riding off the coattails of Alias, mm. Lost, mm. Uh, Super Eight, and probably the first, uh, the, the Mission Impossible Star Trek. Like, you know, what, he wasn't terrible. But his movies were, you know, kind of enjoyable. But since then, I mm. think, I think um, he's not had anything, and he's still riding off the coattails of that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, his second Star Trek movie was fucking awful, awful, like the Into Darkness, or whatever it was called. That was mm. that was woeful. Uh, <clears throat> it just, I brought it up before on the show, but it always amazes me that like. I see this comment, and all I think is someone get him away from this franchise, you know. And I don't, and I, I, I'm no Hot Wheels fucking aficionado. Like, I played with them as a kid, Rich. You know what I mean? It's like when someone said they're going to do a movie of Battleship. I played Battleship as a kid. I never thought to myself, you know what we fucking need a battle a Battleship movie, you know? Like, and then they did it, and I watched it, and I was like, man, they put about I reckon about five seconds of thought into that film. You know, mm. it's it, that's the well, thing. Well, I mean, thank God, thank God they didn't continue with him in the Mission Impossible stuff because I honestly don't oh. think it would be cl- anywhere close to the mega blockbuster it is now. Totally agree. If if JJ had continued with it, honestly. oh, thank God JJ just touched one and then he exited the building. Uh, he successfully kind of rebooted it, um, but then it was it was taken to such greater heights straight away after him, and I was just like, wow, JJ. Um, well, that's the sad thing is someone could have actually come in and, and probably salvaged the uh, the JJ Star Wars, but unfortunately they got Ryan uh, oh, Ruin yeah. Johnson in, and then you know, and he fucked it up even more. Sure. That they decided to bring JJ back, who even fucked it up even more. Oh, terrible! Yeah, you know, uh, what a shame. If I, I reckon, if they got someone else, mm. that Star Wars sequel series probably could have been saved. Had, had totally someone else taken the reins of course it uh, could have been. Of course it could have been. Um, yeah, it, it's just crazy to me. And, and I, you know, I actually, I'm going to make this point. I reckon the Hot Wheels movie will bomb because it's not a property that is so huge like Star Wars or something, which makes money. Oh yeah, you know, like oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like the name recognition was enormous on 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 Star Wars, so. The fact it came back for that sequel, I mean, that was the biggest thing in entertainment for, you know, years. Uh, whereas Hot Wheels, I mean, there are Hot Wheels fans out there, but they're not like fucking, you know, it's not a, you know, you know what I mean? It's not a $500 million movie unless it's a fantastic fucking movie, which it won't be if JJ is involved, you know. 
Mm. I guarantee you, it'll be it'll be like it'll be like a worse version of Need for Speed. That's what I'm predicting. (laughs) (laughs) And Need for Speed wasn't great. It was fun, but it wasn't great. No, no one's remembering it. It'll be worse than that. And um, yeah, it could bomb. Now we have some Deadpool three news, Rich. The costume was revealed. Um, I was just thinking uh, that I need to get like a Deadpool Hot Toys figure or something. I need to do something with my life, Rich. Um, I, need, <laughs> I need to turn this fucking ship around, Rich. You know what I mean? Like, it, I'm building, you know me, I, I, I've mentioned this to you several times over the last few weeks. I'm building a couple of families. Uh, obviously, my G.I. Joe classified family is growing, ever growing, my army. And split. Slightly more Cobra than G.I. Joe, but it's quite close. Then I'm building my um, Spider-Man family with guests. So you have a few guests popping like War Machine and some Wolverine. Um, And that's kind of where I am in terms of all that. But I was wondering for you, Rich, uh, then I thought to myself, I need to get a big Deadpool. You know, like a big don't fuck with me Deadpool kind of thing. And surely with this movie coming out, Rich, there'll be opportunities for that. Don't you think? Like, surely there's going to be, you know, um, more more sort of options with Deadpool. Don't you think with this movie? Um, I mean, if it's a good movie and they're smart enough, they should have tie-in stuff. But uh, let's see how smart they are. I guess. But but the movie, like, this is what I this is what I constantly think. You need to get the toys out there before the fucking film, like they used to always do. Like, if a movie's coming out, the toys need to come out like a few weeks before it. You know, and that's how you yeah, sell toys. Yeah, but Dave, the problem is, is like, uh, <laughs> I don't think, uh, I don't think toys are selling that well anymore, man. Mm. Like, I just, it's 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 become an adult hobby now. Sure. Yeah. No, you know, it's a reason why these toys that you buy in are like in places like JB Hi-Fi mm. and not in toy stores. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like those toys that you buy from JB Hi-Fi, and they're not they're not in Target or Kmart. They're not, up, I, not. I, and I, I went into Kmart today to pick up some socks, which is insight into my exciting life, kids, and um, I thought I'd just run by the toy aisle just to see what was going on there, and I did see some Mutant Mayhem turtles there, but there was no, I didn't see any Marvel Legends there at all or anything, and they did have some in JB Hi-Fi. So, and when I say some, I mean a few, nothing nothing amazing. Yeah, but JB Hi-Fi's got the collectible one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The ones that are... That the adults are collecting, not that they're not that kids are collecting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What What are you collecting now in terms of toys? Anything? Are you still getting the My Hero? Academia? I'm not not collecting toys. I'm collecting um, figures, and by right. that I mean they're not articulate. They just, you know, pre-posed statues that are right. Um, but at the moment, it's mainly Dragon Ball. Uh, Alicia just got me a. She went to Smash on mm. last weekend, mm. and she got me another Vegeta. So, Love I've got it. two Vegetas now. Loving the fun, you rich. Um, yeah, but anyway, it, it's interesting. Now, there was a Deadpool 3 costume reveal. That's, that, was the, that was the news I was trying to get to before I, before I got derailed by my own thoughts. Um, let's have a look at it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up. Uh, I want to see how different Deadpool's looking, because when I looked at it, it looked very similar to what I'd already seen. You know what I mean, Rich? Like, I, I consider myself, I don't know, New Deadpool 3 set photos. Like, it's so hard to get a fucking image. Den of Geek. Okay. I just want to see the photos. I just want to see the photos. Um, here we go. Which suit do you prefer? Old or new? Let's have a look. Let's have a look, Rich. Um, 
bringing this up. Oh, the news, way more cartoony. Actually, it is quite different. It's a lot more red, um, as opposed to sort of that faded red, you know, that was the original. Oh, so they're going for a brighter colour. They're going for a brighter red, much brighter, actually, I would say. I'm going to put it, send it to you in the chat, and I want to get your thoughts. I Look, it's always hard, too, when you're seeing it. Uh, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't really give a shit about what he looks like um, because he's oh. had the two movies. I'm just curious to see if we're finally going to see Wolverine in a more comics-accurate um, mm. costume at all. That's more what I care about. I don't care if they've slightly reddened fucking Deadpool's costume. Well, I've just sent it to you. Just tell me what you think. Black. Just tell um, me what you think of that. I've just sent it to you. It's a lot more red. I'm kind of digging it. You know? It's a bit, lot more comic-y. Um... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Rich. I, I, I'm going to go with I think I prefer the new one. Like, yeah, I think I prefer the new one. D- Dave is down for what's going on. Have you, have you got a picture of it there, Rich? Can you see? Yeah, I can't really tell the difference, honestly. It's it's a brighter red, man. Come on, it's obviously brighter red. Are you fucking kidding, man? You've got eyes? Yeah, but it still, like, but it still looks the same is my point. Like, they haven't, really they haven't changed any of the, like, the red and the black around or mm. change the costume enough. Okay, yeah, finally they're brightening it, but I mean, it still looks the same. <laughs> like It looks very similar. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Yeah, I agree with you on that point. I do agree with you on that point, Rich. Um, it is very similar. Uh, like, But it's not like, you know, I was expecting to almost be like, fuck this, burn it down. But I'm like, no, it's okay. No need to overreact. No need to go crazy. You know, No, no need to burn down the fucking internet. It's okay. Ryan Reynolds has got this man. You know what I mean? Yeah. As I said, I'm I'm more interested in in seeing some um, Wolverine uh, mm. shots, not 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 Deadpool, because again, I don't think he's going to vary that much. Yes, they might tweak it a little bit, but I don't think they're going to like you know like all of a sudden it's like a completely new costume he's wearing or some shit no, like that. You no, know what I mean? No, definitely. Not. Um, I actually am getting the Wolverine Weapon X Marvel Legends and also the Brown Suit Marvel Legends Wolverine to be guests of my Spider Man family reunion. You know, mm. you know, because you know, like, there's a few. It, it doesn't surprise you that in my Spider-Man family, the, the guests are like X-Men related. <laughs> can't say I'm shocked. <laughs> and War Machine. <laughs> I, I can't say you're flooring me right and now. And War Machine, of course, just rolling in solo. <laughs> of course. I yeah, uh, I want to get Mojo. Oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm creating a bad team as well of baddies, and Mojo's going to be my leader because um, I think he's just so crazy. Interesting choice. I just think he's so disgusting looking that it's just it's just um you know amazing. Now, breaking news, Richard. Are you seated? Can you can you handle it? Are you ready? Breaking news, my friend. Jen- I am sitting down. So it's fine. Jennifer Garner will reprise her role of Electra in Deadpool three. That's confirmed. Uh, mm-hmm. Michelle was extremely excited. She's a big Jennifer Garner and Electra fan um, from the Daredevil oh, movies. I enjoyed them too, Richard. There you go. I enjoyed them too. I'm going to play very straight back to that question. Um, I'm excited, man. I, I'm going to say this right now. All right. Deadpool 3 is going to be one of the greatest fucking movies of all time. Seriously. It's going to blow the fucking socks off. It's going to give the fans what we've always wanted. I was thinking about it last night. I was like, man, Hugh Jackman's coming back as Wolverine. I was like, yeah. Then I was like, yeah, now Jennifer Garner's back and Ryan Reynolds is back as Deadpool. I was like, man, life doesn't get much better than this. You know? I was thinking about this last night. I was like, yeah. You know, like, is there, well, you know, hunger, famine? Yeah, sure, problems in the world, man. You know, 
But Deadpool three's coming, Rich. Down the tubes. Well, hey, listen. I mean, I'm I'm sure they can quite easily live up to your low expectations of the movie. <laughs> I've said it's going to be one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> it's just the greatest fucking movie of all time. You know? Yeah. I mean, like you, who can't do that? I one. said one of the greatest movies of all time. You know, I think it's going to be better than one or two, and I think it's going to fucking rock the fucking boat, man. It's going to rock the house. This one. This is going to be one that's going to put people going. God damn, that was a good movie. God damn it. Give me more. Give me Deadpool 4. Give me Wolverine, the comeback. You know, like, I'm just so excited to be alive right now, Rich, just thinking about this movie. And it just feels like, you know what it feels like? It feels like, yeah, all these other movies came out recently. What was the fucking film that just came out recently that flopped? Something flopped. Something bombed hard. Jesus Christ, you don't have to be more specific. Black Adam, bomb... A flash. Shazam, bomb, flash. Bomb, uh, bomb, bomb. Indiana Jones will bomb, is bombing. Mm. The fucking Pixar movie that just came out is bombing. Mm. Um, Little Mermaid is bombing. I mean, you have to... I'm telling you... Right You've got, you got to be more specific. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, before we even get into box office... Yeah, uh, 2023, the, the year of the bombs. I honestly think a lot of it is... Like, yes, the quality of the movies... But there have always been bad movies that have made money. I'm telling you, people are resistant about coming back to cinemas. They are resistant. I am telling you, it is like a big factor. On-the-line movies that are not really good or bad, they're kind of in the middle somewhere, people aren't I, bothering. No, I disagree. Mm. I don't think that they're resistant to going to the movie. I think they're more resistant on wasting their money because the movies are expensive. Well, that's what so, I mean. That's what I mean. No, 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 no. But what I mean is I don't think they're resistant because they're like, oh, no, I don't want to go to the movie. Mm. It's more like, okay, you see a movie like Black Adam. You kind of go, oh, I don't know about that one. I think I'll wait for streaming. Mm. Because streaming is a thing now, mm. right? Um, back in the day, you were like, oh, well, I need to go watch a movie. You know, yeah. let's, you know, I, let, let's, we've got to go out. Let's go out. Let's go watch a movie. We'll, we'll go see what is. And that's why, yeah, bad movies made more money or were able to make money mm. because people, that was the only, you know, movies. Or you go rent to the movie. But either way, that was your option. But yeah. now, now you can just be like, oh, man, boy, there's so much stuff on streaming that I still want to watch. And, mm. oh, that movie doesn't, maybe that's going to be a bomb. So, you know what? I'll wait till like, hear reviews. And if the reviews aren't super kind, I'll just wait for streaming. Like, it'll come on. But that's exactly what I mean. That's what I mean. I, oh, okay. well, if, if that's what you mean, then yes, I agree. That's precisely you. what I mean. I don't mean they're scared of catching COVID. I, I mean, I mean, it's because of the cost of the cinema, uh, primarily. Yeah. That, that That's literally what I mean. I mean, I'm like that. I, I, I'm i sort of like, oh, you know, for Transformers, for example, I really want to see that. But now I've waited so long that I'm like, I think I'm just going to wait mm. for streaming. You know, fuck it. Like, well, no, I mean, but also, as you've seen, if a movie's not doing well, it even gets fast tracked to streaming. That's exactly right. So and you don't even have to wait that long anymore. But if I'm in the movie studios, I'm really thinking about spending, you know, two hundred million, two three hundred million plus on movies now because a lot of these films that come out, then to me, a lot of them are neither good nor bad. They're just very sort of like they're okay. You know, like they're okay. Well, you know, I do think, I do think they. That um, they're, they're definitely spending way too much on movies, and especially the Marvel mm. movies and all sort of stuff. But it's not just them. Like, obviously, you know, with the whole um, Xbox versus the FTC thing for the Activision shit and all that, uh, um, Sony documents accidentally they didn't get leaked, but they weren't redacted correctly. Mm. 
before they were put online, and so people got copies of it before they sort of took it back. Mm. And they were showing things like, you know, like, uh, you know, like, you know, the games like Last of Us, God of War. Mm. You know, they they cost like two hundred million to make, mm. and they only made like two hundred million back. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, uh, what they made their money back, but they only made a profit of two hundred. So if you just held onto your money, you would have still been the same. Mm. You know what I mean? They broke That's even. The they broke of, even is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, where basically you've just kind of got your money back or maybe even a little less. You've covered your, your expenses, but you didn't really make yeah that much extra. You know what Your I mean? revenue like you, wasn't you, that much greater than your costs. Yeah, basically. and this is the problem with these movies. Like, you know, when you when you put so much money into these movies, mm. that's why we've got far more bombs now because the amount of money mm. you've got to mm. fucking make on a movie that you're, you, 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 you know, 200 million, 300 million. If you're spending sure. that much on sure. marketing in a movie... My God, you've literally got to make a billion dollars to even say that was worth making. And what's more scary for the studios is because of just what we've said, cost, the primary reason is cost. People are just, and, and, and the prevalence of streaming, people go, this movie's coming out, Indiana Jones. I like Indiana Jones, and I'm going to go see it. But a lot of people, the reviews are mixed. You know, they're, they're mixed. And people are like, eh, you know what, I'm going to wait. And they will end up watching it on streaming, a lot of them. But they yeah. don't go and spend $25 to go see in the cinema, and that hurts the box yeah. office. I'm just saying that's something that studios need to become super aware oh, of. No. You know? and, and another thing they ought to be aware of, because this is another piece of the pie, mm. is a, a lot of franchises have been ruined. Okay? Let's let's put it on the table. Terminator, Star sure. Wars, Star Trek, whatever. So also, I think a lot of the people who would go watch Indiana Jones, because mm. not younger people. I mean, they don't exactly keep making Indiana Jones movies. Do you know what I mean? That mm. he's in the, the zeitgeist. Mm. So it would be older people nostalgia. And, you know, they've probably seen so many movies and franchises kind of... Just fuck up. Kind of, yeah, like... <laughs> almost like cash grabs, you know, whether it be Men in Black or Bill and Ted, whatever. Like, there's just been so many uh, sequels. and re- Now, I guess you get the odd great one, like Top Gun or whatever, but mm. it has still also made people hesitant mm. because all, mm. these fr- all these studios are... are, are Going back to that well of like, well, fuck it, we're just going to keep remaking or yeah. redoing or just sequelizing something from fucking, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, mm. that people are a bit like, well, I don't know if I want to go out and see it, you know, uh, straight away. I don't want to, if I, if, you know, um, especially mm. if it's getting mixed reviews. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I if it's getting, I guarantee you, if Indiana Jones is getting rave reviews. Sure. People would be rushing out to go see it. If everyone's like, Indiana's back, yo, and. You know, even at 80, it's fucking phenomenal and blah, blah, blah. Everyone be rushing out. But it's not. Everyone's kind of like, uh, oof, you know. Well, some people are saying it's okay. Some people are saying it isn't. But there's, it's definitely, it's it's the very definition. What's raving about it is, is no. my point. Um, what, what surprises me then is, and I think the studios learned the wrong lesson. To, I, when I'm looking at movies, and since we've done the show, I pay more attention to box office than I did ever. Because I don't really care. You know what I mean about box office that much. But... It's relevant. Now, why do some movies come out like Aquaman 1, Venom 1 and 2, Spider-Man? Like, how? why do they make so much money when some of them are good, but Aquaman wasn't particularly good, and yet it made $800 million. Like, Venom was, I enjoy Venom, but it wasn't, a, you know, it was like a 7 Yeah, but that could be a Jason Momoa thing where... Um... Yeah people do like him mm. he's got that sort of charisma that energy um and and the trailers didn't look terrible i mean again it's a movie that a lot of it takes place underwater and, and 
the special effects didn't look that bad. So no. people might be going like, well, you know what? I mean, mm. um, and it wasn't a terrible movie. Again, no, it was it empty wasn't. calories. It wasn't But it was terrible. probably to this day still one of the better DC movies that they've made. No, I agree. Terrible. I mean, well, I, that, I think it was that a seven. the first Wonder Woman movie are probably the two yeah. best ones that they've actually made. Mm. Uh, but I don't think Aquaman 2, if it ever comes out, is going to make um, really any money. No, I, I agree. I think it's going to be in real trouble. But I think the lesson that they learn is the wrong lesson. Like Spider-Man um, No Way Home made shitloads. And it obviously had the, the different Spider-Man in it. And it just it just captured a zeitgeist in that moment. Um, you know, and made a lot of money. But I feel like the studios still are thinking in the old term where they think that that's normal, I'm starting to think that's the exception. You know? And Well, also, it's because they don't... Well, you say they're running long lessons, but it's because they don't know what there is to learn. So mm. everyone just thinks now, oh, multiverse, that's that's the in thing. And it's like, no, that's not the in thing. Like, Flash proves, just because you have a multiverse, oh, yeah, I don't doesn't see. mean people are rushing to see it. I don't people mean stories. I, I don't mean stories. I mean... For, I, I don't mean sto- sorry, story-related reasons. But I'm just saying, like... No, but what I mean is, if something's successful, right? Let's say Spider-Man No Way Home Mm. and Spider-Verse, something like that, that, you know, I'm talking about the money guys. They go, oh, multiverse is popular. Multiple versions of shit is popular. We need to to do something like that. They... Now, I was just using that example. Mm. They look at the wrong things of why things make money or why people go see it. Mm. Instead of sitting back and saying, okay, what about this movie resonates with people? Mm. Is it the acting? Is it the writing? You know, is it the type of story, whatever? They they just look at like superficial, mm. superfluous things mm. and think, oh, well, both these movies had multiverse sort of shit, so that's the that's I, the key. We it's need to it's make weird, a isn't it? I it, it is odd, and I you know what? I also don't I don't actually think it's particularly easy, and yet I don't feel that I I really still think that these studios are thinking that they can make three hundred million dollar movies and are a good chance of making a profit, a big profit. Whereas I'm saying, I think that's actually really going to become the exception to the rule, and you're going to get more box office bombs because of the huge cost of making it becomes a bomb. It might make two hundred and fifty million, but it doesn't even cover the cost of the production, so it becomes a fucking black hole. Um, things like what James Cameron does—that is like winning the lottery. You know, he his career is just on another sphere to what. They shouldn't pay any attention to that. That, that is its own thing. I don't no, think well, it can be replicated. James Cameron makes movies based on technology. Yeah, yeah. That's where so. him and Lucas are very sort of, you know, so he's not, yes, he's telling a story, but let's be honest. Okay, let's be honest. Like, um, his stories are pretty basic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not They're not like these, like, Jesus Christ, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of three different levels. And they work, whatever. No, but they're workmanlike. They're basic almost, one, yeah. But he's making the movie to, to pioneer technology. Mm. He wants to he wants to pioneer technology. He wants to improve technology, and that and the movie is just a vehicle for him to do that mm. to True. to you know uh, push the boundaries of technology, and that's why his movies succeed because it's a spectacle. Mm. You know, people aren't going to go watch um, Avatar because it's you know it, it's just a retelling of Pocahontas with you know blue aliens. They go in because they're like Jesus Christ, look at it. Yeah. It's, it's a whole alien world and it's CG characters, but yet it looks so believable. It's amazing. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. It looks like, and that's why people were flocked to go see it. Mm. Um, oh, look, there's lots of factors, but I just think a lot of money men and studios, they, I don't know how they get it wrong so often. 
like considering that Hollywood's been around for like fucking hundred years. Well, I, I think don't get it so wrong. What happened is they saw movies that made absolute shitloads off reasonably big budgets. So they'd make a hundred and fifty million dollar movie and they'd make five hundred million dollars back or four hundred and fifty yeah. and they sort of like that's a lot of profit. The thing is now though, like inflation, man, the cost has gone up, you know, of making these movies. The cost of everything has gone up. And unfortunately, cinemas, uh, if I, you know, are a lot, like to go to the cinema is, in my mind, a huge ripoff. You know, like I always feel like I'm, I'm happy to do it as a special occasion, but I don't do it now as a weekly thing, which I used to almost go weekly. I'm just like, no, because I just don't think it's worth well, it. Well, again, an- another reason why people don't want to go is, I mean, uh, we went there and I was looking at the prices of now, if I go to Coles or Woolies, mm. I can buy a bottle of water mm. for like two bucks. Mm. But you go to the movies, and that same exact same bottle of water—I mean, same brand, same size—is mm. like um, five dollars eighty. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, "What? Are you kidding me?" I got a, like, I got a popcorn when I went when I went and saw Flash. I got a, I got a popcorn, and I regretted it. And it was—I swear to God—it was nine dollars. You know? I, yeah. I, and, and I was like. I was like, in my mind, I was like, really? Like, mm. and and that's the thing. They've priced themselves up so far that they've driven people away. Like, this is the thing. They've actually priced themselves out of the market and they wonder why people aren't going. I swear to God, that is a big reason because I think a lot of these movies are just as mediocre as movies have always been. I, like, you know, I think a lot yeah. of this stuff is, is oh. six out of ten, you know? Well, and I'll tell you, man, uh, uh, someone who's working in retail selling TV, mm. we, for the first time ever, 65 inches like the norm now, mm. right? A 65-inch TV is pretty much standard, and that's because everyone basically just wants a big TV in their lounge now so that they can stream movies and watch movies and not go to the cinema. I don't like, blame them. I'm the same, so. you know? I'm, I'm the exact same. Like, I'm like, fuck it. Like, yeah. why, why not? But again, the studios don't want to put the work in to... They, they, they just think if they just copy something that they should automatically make a billion dollars, not put in any. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going to work like that. It's not, that time doesn't exist anymore. You could do that 20 years ago. Mm. You know, 20 years ago, you could just do a copy of a movie and you probably still would make the money mm. because, you know, the, the going to the movies was really the only option. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Uh, but that's not it. They, people have way more options now, man. Heaps, like you, heaps you've got to put in the effort. Heaps more. Like, all the fucking films that have been out that you can get on streaming, people have still got physical media, they've got so many fucking options, and it's like your latest stuff is competing against against that. And it's not like you go and you get, for $25, you get a copy of the fucking film when you walk out the door. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. It's you don't. You, it's like boom, seen it, done it. It's dead money, and that's another factor for me. I, I I always feel like with streaming, you can watch a film as many fucking times as you want. You know, if you want to sit there and watch, you know, Indiana Jones three times in a week, you certainly could. Nothing, nothing stopping you. So, yeah, it's going to become interesting. And I hear some people say that the cinema is going to become like the high end. I'm like, dude, they're already fucking there. You know, in terms of their pricing, their pricing is high end. You know. Um, they're pr- like to take a a family. Actually, no. I can I be honest. Um, yeah, maybe, but it's it's weird because it's actually the smaller movies that are making money, mm. not the big ones. I'm not yeah. hearing about small movies bombing. Yeah, 
Smaller budgets. Right. No one. No one has said that that new. What's that? What's that chick's name? Je- Jennifer. No, what's it? Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. I don't. I don't hear anyone saying that her new movie's bombing. I guarantee you, it didn't cost two hundred million. So it doesn't no, need to make that kind of point. money. No, but that's my point. Like. Like the, you can still make money at the movies, mm. just as long as you don't make a bad three hundred million dollar. But, but, but here's here's the challenge. Movie. Here's the challenge. Will they be able to still make big blockbusters that might play well at home? You know what I mean. That's that's if people have got all these big TVs, can they get to a point where those movies are being enjoyed at home? That's you know what I mean. Like first off. That's the challenge. Oh, look, we're definitely going there. I'm, I'm not joking. I mean, let, let's be honest. Uh, uh, drive-throughs are gone. Uh, drive drive-ins are gone. Yeah. Like you might find the odd one niche thing mm. that's still sticking around, but drive drive-ins were a big thing, man. Like sure. they were huge. Like, sure. and they are they are pretty much gone. And some you can have with cinemas. And you got again, you're gonna have the small cinema that sticks around and 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 puts on some movies. And you'll get people that go, mm. you know, unironically and stuff and all that. Like it, it's not gonna die but it's definitely going to disappear you know what i mean like um to the point where yeah everything is made for the home now do you know mm, what i mean mm. but in saying that uh, a, a byproduct of that streaming serv- uh, prices are going up they are they are they i are. mean they're already going up but they're going to go up to the point where it's probably going to be like 50 bucks a month yeah i'm not looking forward to that i'll, I'll start making some decisions if that happens you know I've well, got to if cut that's off the point. case i'm just, just gonna to have to pick the best one yeah yeah <laughs> like, the one that just like has the the most content that you tend to enjoy and go, look, that's it. So it's going to be a war. I mean, it is a war now, but it's going to be it's it's a streaming war now. It's not a cinema war. It's not a movie war per yeah. se, like it was in the day. It's a streaming war now. Yeah, true. And it's become going to become a lot hotter now. New Lord of the Rings game was cancelled as Daedalic ceases development following the disastrous launch of Gollum. I mean, that Gollum game just looks and sounds appalling. You know, I was in the um. Jabby Hi-Fi the other day, they want $69 for it. I'm like, no one's paying $69 for this shit game. You know, it should be on down at clearance prices right now, 15 bucks. You know? Um, just a, just what a, what a fucking disaster, really, honestly. Like, what a fuck up. Yeah, but the thing is that, that look, uh, it's not going to get cheaper until it's, um, un, until it's a few months older. Mm-hmm. Well, no one's buying um, it. There's probably a time where they can probably mark it down and get a bit of a rebate. Um, yeah. Because you got to remember, they bought it for a certain price. So yeah. Um, they and, and to be fair, sixty nine dollars is still cheaper than what it normally is. Normally, it's eighty nine, ninety sure. bucks. Sure. So but they, they know they've got a dead duck, duck on their hands, man. They know they've got a dead duck. Oh no, no, it's yeah, it's the same with Redfall and all that. You know, like Redfall, you know, they they still trying to sell that for like you know seventy sort of bucks on you like no one's buying it but no. again it, it will come down like don't yeah. worry but yeah unfortunately it's going to take time but oh, when i say don't worry i mean i mean just like it will go down not that you're fearing that it will. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry, it'll go down. no well like someone out there might snag it one um, day it'll be 10 bucks i promise you that <laughs> yeah it's gonna you know up. that you can buy anthem still physical for three dollars jesus <laughs> wow i remember when that mo- that g- game came out there was a lot of hype you know there was a lot of hype behind that game. Again, and it actually would have probably done very well and been a good game if they didn't try and make it a uh, live service. Yeah. If they just focused on being a, a single-player story-driven game in a fan, fantastical world like Bioware is known for, to you it would have been awesome. If they wanted... Here's the fucking... This is where, this is where sometimes people can be really stupid. If you wanted to do a live service game, all you have to do was do that with Mass Effect. So mm. Mass Effect... Um, 
uh, in the third game, I don't know if you played the third game, but at the time, at the height of the game, mm. there was actually online matches you could do. Really? I didn't know where that. It was like, um, uh, it wasn't uh, versus other players, but a group of you could take on like like the horde, sort of, you know, waves of enemies and stuff. Oh, and really? I did not know that. Wow. And I thought to myself, that's, that would have been your, you know, because that would have had name recognition. People mm. would have had a lot of fun playing as, you know, like a Krogan or a, Salarian and all that sort of shit, and then they should have just let Anthem be a new single-player story-driven game. But again, unfortunately, I don't work for these companies. I'd make them a lot of money if I did. But mm. Mm. here I sit. <laughs> which, by the way, if any of you guys listen to our show, which hopefully you do, mm. I'm open to consultation. You just, you know, uh, get hold of me. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my rates. But I, I, I can save you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah ah oh, look i mean it, it is what it is and uh it was titanfall i liked titanfall one and two were they live service they sort of they were multiplayer no, they were they had multiplayer aspects but they did also have a, a single player campaign like call of duty does they did but i also played a bit of multiplayer i really enjoyed those two games mm. i really i thought they were a hell of a lot of fun actually you know um yeah, but they wanted to make uh, Apex Legends. Unfortunately, they didn't. I don't think they sold that well. Unfortunately, so oh. they kind of pivoted. And I, I actually found this out. Now a lot of people blamed EA for that, uh-huh. uh, but I actually found out from the uh, an interview that the respawn, the the guy there, said no, it wasn't actually EA. We wanted to. Um, it was our idea to actually make the um, the game. Right. Uh, we didn't actually want to work on um, Titanfall 3, and so they came to EA with this proof of concept yeah. for the Apex Legends. So right. just going to show you, it's not always the big bad um, uh, no. company. It usually is, but not always. No. Look, I just enjoyed I'm not saying the world's greatest games, but I found them very enjoyable to play. No, they were know? fun, but again, yeah. again, as I said to you, I, my biggest problem is games cost too much to make as well. They're spending way too much on games like yeah. to, to make them. I understand it's a bigger business now, it's you know it's bigger than movies and all that sort of shit, but I still think they're spending way too much money on making games. But that's why you see so many of the um, the sort of franchise titles like Assassin's Creed and all that kind of stuff, don't you? Like you you, you know they pump them out because they can sort of they've sort of got an audience kind of thing that is just craving it. Like you know there's you know lots of these franchises. Yeah, but it is the mission returns, and that's why they had to take. Um... Um, that's why they took a break from the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I hated it. I hated they took a break. But they came back hard with Origins, man. Are you there, Rich? Yeah, they did. But, I mean, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> no, they did. Like, I mean, Assassin's Creed Origins was kind of like the... Um, it was like a soft reboot. You know what I mean? Like, they, they took a breath and they came back and I think they've been on an upward, you know, surge ever Maybe since. I, I would, I'd be interested to see. I think they... I think it's still diminishing returns because they said that Mirage has to be a success, otherwise that's it, they're done with Assassin's Creed. Who said this? Um, the CEO of um, really? Ubisoft. Really? Yeah. yeah, apparently they're not making that much money off the Assassin's Creed. Jesus Christ. How is this news only just coming to my attention now, Richard? I thought you would. Have, I thought you were aware of that. I'm sure I've told No, I was not aware of this. I mean, what else? I mean, to me that... This is this this game needs to be a huge hit, but this is I thought this was the placeholder game. That's kind of like it's kind of like half a game, 
You know, like it's not as big as normal kind of thing is what I heard. Um, I believe that's right. I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're going for a tighter story and all that sort of stuff. And again, it's because I don't think people are, I don't think people are really like enjoying the big open world um, Assassin's Creed games. They want a more tighter story with, you know, elements of open world, but not, not an open world game. I love the open world, man. You know, Valhalla, what a fucking game, dude. What a fucking yeah, game. But again, but again, I've actually watched a documentary, and again, Assassin's Creed was only meant to be three games. And in fact, the guy that created it left the company because they they basically kept trying to turn his game, he's the one who created Assassin's Creed, mm. into this ongoing property, and he wanted it to be a trilogy. Was his name Desmond? <laughs> well, no. Um, oh, the French name, I can't remember. But, wow. Um, but yeah, um, they they've been milking Assassin's Creed <laughs> for for oh, decades yeah. now, man. When yeah. when when again, it was originally just meant to be a trilogy. But who gives a shit? You it was meant to be a trilogy. Is, no, but there is diminishing returns. But I'm telling you, I bet you Valhalla was one of the best selling Assassin's Creed games and Origins. They were huge. I'm t- like I, I I understand like that. Um, what you mean about diminishing returns? Because certainly three, for example, was nowhere near as big as Assassin's Creed one or two, and it. You know, cause problems. Black Flag is a good game, but it wasn't as big as one or two. They finally kind of hit their well, stride again with Origins. I felt. Um, well, I mean, they completely made a different game, didn't they? They started just making an open world RPG and sort of shoehorned the Assassin's Creed into it. Um, well, I'm a big fan of how they did that, man. You know, that was that was a great move, as far as I was concerned. Great fucking move. Oh, there was a. A news item reached that apparently they're looking to... This came from Mitchell. Um, apparently they're looking to remake Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Did you know that? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised because they know that that was a pretty successful one. Yeah. Which people liked it because of the sailing stuff. Yeah. And the, the pirate stuff. So, And I don't think they're having much success with... Um, what is it? Skull and Bones or something? Is that the one that just keeps getting delayed and delayed and yeah, delayed? Yeah, you are right. Yes, you are 100% yeah. right. And they're probably just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to redo... Uh, because <laughs> it's already there, the assets are all there. We just got to, uh, you know what I mean. The game's pretty made. So, is it, when they say remake, is it like from the ground up, or is it just like uh, improvement in graphics? It depends. Um, it can mean both. It depends on what the company does. Like, um, uh, you, you could get a remaster, which basically they just kind of maybe tweak the. The, the, the graphics and the resolution and all that sort of stuff, and then a remake, they can pretty much make all the assets again. Right. And, um, increase the the actual graphics and even tweak the gameplay and all that sort of stuff. I hope they do that. I hope they take the second option. You know, I'd like them to really... Because I'm worried now that you're saying that, that this Ubisoft guy... Because didn't you... Wasn't there a news item a while ago that Ubisoft were having kind of cash flow issues? Um, yeah, they're not doing too well. Mm. They're not doing too well. Company-wide, I mean. I'm not talking about just a sense of freedom. No, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah. But apparently they need uh, Mirage to be pretty successful and and, um, profitable. Mm. Otherwise, um... I'm worried it's going to be like, you know what worries me? That I'm going to get by it and it's going to be like Dragon Age 2, which always really fucking annoyed me. Where they, it it felt really cheap, you know? It felt like they really knocked it out just to sort of keep the franchise going. And I always felt it was a real real come down from the original. I, I'm just worried that Mirage is going to be too small, you know? 
and like a placeholder game rather than a big event. That's what worries me. And I think that's where you could lose your audience, you know? Uh, I don't know because um, they have lost some of the audience already who weren't interested in a open world, a massive open world RPG. So a, a lot of older Assassin's Creed dropped the new Assassin's Creed that you enjoy. So mm. it, it could go both ways. I guess, Rich. I'm normally right though, Rich. Remember that as well, you know? Is it? I'm normally correct, man. That's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we did have some weekend box office. I think you need to come correct sometimes. but What was that? <laughs> I think you need to come correct sometimes. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones 5, uh, $60 million in the US, uh, 82 counting preview days, a worldwide total of 159 as of July 6. That's not incre- That's not great numbers, actually. That's Mm-mm. pretty average numbers. I think it had a better second weekend or something. I, w- I heard it saying that like it was... Um, the second weekend was okay. China bit bombed, two point three million. The film reportedly cost three hundred. It's hard to see them not making a, a loss on this, really. Uh, regardless of how good or bad the movie is, I I just think that it's it's got loss written all over it. Uh, I think so. And Jesus Christ, can we finally make this the final nail in Kathleen Kennedy's coffin? And can we finally get her out of? the the company like i don't i don't know how many more failures this woman needs to be the leader of for <laughs> her to fight you know because i'm sorry but other people have been fired for less mm. other yeah. people have lost their jobs and been fired for a lot less bombs than what this woman has produced. Mm. true true but i mean i uh, yeah look i think that there will be a, a realignment after this i think i think this movie not making a lot of money is a disaster for for disney Oh, did you see how she got? Um, I saw footage of her being um, slighted by um, Spielberg. No, what happened? So they on this kind of like um, they're at the front of like they must have doing like an advanced screening or something like that mm. um, for people. And Spielberg's there, Harrison Ford is there, mm. um, uh, John Williams is there, Kathleen Kennedy's there. Mm. Um, some other guys there and all that sort of stuff. And he's basically saying this, you know, this could not happen. You know, the, the foundation of Indiana Jones is obviously for Indy himself. You know what I mean? Mm. George Lucas, the creator, blah, 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 blah. You know, the writer, blah, blah, stuff. And of course the, the glue that holds it all together and you can see her start smiling mm. and she thinks it's going to be her name. Mm-hmm. And then he said, John Williams. And uh, <laughs> her face just goes like fucking like, Dead serious, straight, like hilarious. You're like in her head. You can hear she's going, "You fuck piece of shit." Blah, blah. And there's even a guy that puts his hand and he says, oh, "But you see, you can find the video. It's fucking hell." Yeah, <laughs> that does sound funny. Yeah, that is hilarious, Richard. Like, I mean, in fairness, he was probably just doing the Hollywood thing where he's just thinking of a name, and he's just, you know, it was probably unintentional, but just her, her butt hurt over it all. Like, no, I mean, come on, for God's sakes. If you're going to give anyone the, the, the say they're vital to Indiana Jones, it's obviously Spielberg and Lucas, mm. John Williams, the music, and obviously Indiana Jones, the fucking actor. Harrison Ford, yeah. Does she think she's the glue? Yeah. Does she honestly think she's the glue that holds the fucking Indiana franchise together? Uh, she's on. she's surrounded by yes men, dude. Like, you yep. know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, she's surrounded by yes men, so she expects to hear that, even though, yes, I agree. She's involved. Uh, yeah, she's involved, but like she's just part of the process, and um, it's hilarious to me that, that like that that's actually funny. 
as far as I'm concerned, that's actually humorous. Um, basically, yeah. So whatever. Uh, now, Flash, Super Bomb, finishing fourth of July weekend in eighth place with only five million coming in behind The Little Mermaid, which has been out since May. Uh, yeah, um, I think we can officially uh, say, even though I didn't mind it, well, I think we can officially, you know, definitely say it is. It is I a bomb. I don't even know. The, we need to come up with a new term for it. I think this goes beyond bomb. Mm. Yeah, it's a you disaster. I mean? like, it's this a, could be nuclear. But you <laughs> like, know what? I think it had a lot of things going against it, and then it wasn't you know, the greatest movie anyway. I think there was a lot of factors going against this film, one of which was just the incredibly long time it took to get released. You know, it was a victim of that as well. On top of everything else, the star's behaviour, the bad DC, you know, you performance, blah, 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 and it not being a great movie. But just the fact that it felt like 10 years we've been hearing about it and 10 years of reshoots, of rewrites, of this, of that, of this, of that, like... I just don't feel there was a lot of confidence in this film, at, you know, at any point. Um, and sometimes, I honestly think, you're better to get the movie out there than spend so much time and money as they did on this. You know what I mean? They spent so much time and money on this movie. And at the end of the day, it's just not justified by its results. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, honestly, if Michael Keaton wasn't in this movie, I think they would have canned it. Yeah, and I reckon if looking at After this... After the Ezra stuff, I think they, they held off trying to let it blow over. Mm. But, and then, then they were still hoping that Mike, Michael Keaton being in the movie could save it. I, but, think he, uh, I think he gave it, I would say he gave it somewhere between another 50 to 80 million. Like, and they would have yeah. hoped that would have been more than that. Uh, maybe um, maybe even 100 million. I, I, I think without Michael Keaton, this movie would have just made no numbers at all. Like, honestly, I really yeah. believe. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a reason he was part of the marketing, like mm. the trailers and all that. He was, he was, you know. In fact, he may have been in the trailers more than the Flash was. He was, yeah. There were there were there were trailers where it was just him, you know, mm. um, and hardly any Flash at all. Yep. So now you've got a bit of news here about Suicide Squad. What's going on, Ruth? <laughs> yeah, I sent you this thing. Um, uh, there's going to be a new animated. Shit. I think it's a movie, but it's basically it's it's a it's an anime mm. um, movie of uh, Suicide Squad Isekai. Now I don't know if you're familiar with what an Isekai is. I'm not. An what Isekai is mean? basically a character that goes to another world. So obviously oh. Mario would be an Isekai, uh, you know, because he goes from out the real world to some some other world. You know, a portal takes him to another world. Right. That's what an Isekai is, where a character from the normal world winds up in like. Okay. A game world or a fantasy world or okay. uh, anything like that, like another dimension sort of thing. So yeah. basically, the the they the the Suicide Squad is just going to be in a in a new world or something. You know what I mean? Like some okay. fantasy world and all that. But yeah, it's just a Suicide Squad Isekai. I don't know what it's actually called. But uh, I, I guess my notes were: if you can't compete, just copy. I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, like what do you mean by anime? Yeah. What's well, that? It's it's an it's a it's it's done to make it look like a Japanese anime. Like I watched that. the trailer. I thought the trailer looked alright. Lots of Harley and Joker is what I saw in the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. But you can definitely tell it's probably the best animated thing you've seen from Warner Brothers in a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought it looked alright. I thought it looked alright actually. Um, in t the, the actual look of it. Um, I thought yeah. I mean, they're really leaning to Harley and Joker heavily. Um, if I if I didn't know that it was Suicide Squad, I would I would have thought it was just a Harley and Joker movie. Yeah, but as I said, I mean, ah, uh, 
I don't know. I, I got to be honest with you. I just, I'm not a big fan. They've done it in the past where they've done like the X-Men oh. anime and they've done the um, Punisher stuff and uh, oh yeah, and stuff. I'm just not a fan of like doing it and like forcing something into an anime or something like. Yeah, but it's, it's done by yeah. Warner Brothers Japan, so I guess maybe they're like, we need a win here, so. Well, People hopefully it's good. Me, I mean, but... I, I didn't hate that Punisher one, even though I, I agree with you. They're trying to they're trying to do something so different that I thought it was interesting, but they're so different. It's just a blatant copy of the Japanese style, you know? Like, it's, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, as I said, it's just basically a Japanese anime, and it's actually just called Suicide Squad Isekai. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, so who's going to a separate world, though? I don't, that's the part I don't understand. Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. They, they wind up in that world that's got knights and pigmen and oh, you know okay. all that sort of stuff. So they've just gone to a, a fantasy realm. Okay. Well, okay. Anyway, we'll see. Now, DC have announced the animated film Justice League War World. Um, you're saying it's got pretty bad animation, Rich? I wouldn't say it's... Mm, if this was a TV show, I would forgive that level of animation because obviously you need to it's got to come out weekly or whatever and you've got many episodes to do but mm. uh the fact that this is the quality of their movie animation i'm just mm. like really? like <laughs> you can't even just spend a little bit of money to you know improve your animation i hate how bad quality. the animation is these days man i fucking hate it because it's just cheapness it is just they're so cheap and they're happy for it to look so bad and i just i it, it boggles my mind i'm watching um a show that came out a few years ago, G.I. Joe Renegades. Great storyline. My God, some of the animation is just goddamn ugly. And I just think if you just put in more time and thought into the animation quality, this this show, which has got a good story, would be so much better. I don't... And, and like, I, it's unforgivable to me that, like, DC and Warners and stuff can't produce quality animation when they've clearly done so before. Um, oh, that's the sad thing, isn't it? Like, you used to get excited... When DC used to announce a new animated movie or something, you'd be like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then now you're almost like, oh, my God, really? Another one? Well, they're just I'm not like, even trying. They just, out. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I guarantee you, if he had the account on you, he'd just be like, it's just not cost effective. We have to churn and burn, yeah. you know? And, and can I be honest with you? I, I'm not, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of Jensen Ackles voicing Batman. Um, no? It doesn't, it doesn't sound right. Um, and, and nothing against him. I think he did a fantastic um, Jason Todd. Mm. You know, I, I definitely think his voice is way more suited to be a Red Hood mm. um, or a character like that. Even a Nightwing, I could even possibly see it. But he's just, I don't feel like his voice is there for a Batman. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. Um, oh, look, I mean, I'm going to, uh, War World, I assume it had Mongol in it. Is that correct? I, you came in at the end there. It didn't even, even it looked like it was a, it looked like uh, Batman was in Warlord's um, Lost World. Mm. It looked oh, like somehow really? Superman was in a in a noir World War Two, really? black and white era. And then it looked like Wonder Woman was in a West, you know, a, a old West mm. setting with cowboys and all that sort of stuff. And then at towards the end, mm. it look, they are hinting, and you can hear Mogul's voice. But I was like, this is really weird. Like it's called War World, but yet. There's no war world in it mm. in the in the trailer, so it's weird. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, man. Other than, yeah, if only they could make it look better, you know. Um, I just had a note 
dude, in all this time of change and uncertainty, just give me a Lobo movie. Do you think James Gunn will do it? I just want a fucking Lobo movie. I'm, I'm sick of all this bullshit, man. Like, you know, we've had to all pretend like we give a shit about The Flash and The Flash movie. Give me a fucking War World. Uh, give me a Lobo fucking movie, man. Put him in that War World thing. It's time to start explode, exploiting Lobo. Am I crazy, Rich? Probably. Come on, but you, I'm not the only one saying it, am I? Do you think Lobo could be a massive, massive hit like I'm imagining? I do. Um, I do. Possibly. I mean, I mean, there's always a chance for anything to, to hit. It just, you know, it depends on how good the movie is and how good the writing is and how good they make the character resonate with oh. with audiences. I mean, there's always the potential. I mean... I'm so I mean, starved of Lobo. Of course not at all, but... Um, I'm so starved of Lobo that I want to go back and rewatch the second season of Krypton. Krypton. Mm. You know? The problem with Lobo being a main character, especially in a movie where you want the general populace to go, is you come out, you've kind of almost got to tone him down so that people like him. Yeah. Um, which then kind of defeats the point of the character because... Yeah, you've got to pussify him. He's unlikable, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it, the whole shtick of him is that he is literally unlikable. Mm. Mm. No mm. one likes him. So, uh, that'd be a fine line. Definitely a fine line for that to be a main character in the movie. Again, not impossible, but you got to walk that line. I'm ready to walk that line, man. The only daddy that walks the line. Well, in Jennings, man. <laughs> the only daddy that walks the line. Um, yeah, now, my Man of Steel writer David S. Goya revealed the ridiculous script note he got from Warner Brothers execs while making the Man of Steel movie. Uh, the ending involves Superman utilising the pod that he arrived in as a child in order to bring down General Zod. Goya said, The note we got from the studio said you have to change that. We asked why. They said, Because if Superman uses that pod and it's destroyed while saving the city, how is he ever going to get back home to Krypton? There was a long pause when he said, Krypton blew up. You just saw 30 minutes of it. That's a good point from them, actually, from him to them. Um, and also, how do they not know, like, that Superman, you know, like, most people know he comes from Krypton, which blew up. But that's basically, you know, that's known by most people. I would have expected. That just shows you how clueless some of these execs are, you know? Uh, yeah, but you know what? I can technically come to their defense, I think, mm. um, because I think in the, um, what was it? Well, Superman Returns, was that the name of the movie? Man of Steel was the... No, 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 no. Superman Returns with uh, Brandon Roth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralph. Yeah. Ralph. I think he actually used his pod to go back to Krypton to see how bad it was and see if anything survived. Um, mm. That movie starts with him coming back mm. and you, saying yes, there's right. nothing you. there and all that sort of stuff. So I'm just saying maybe maybe they're going off that and not the comics. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um, what have you got here? Some news about a video game company? Nyan, Niantic, Rich? What's going on here? Um, it shuttered at San Francisco no, I, office. This is not my. This, I think this might be. Oh, this is Michael Kellerships news. news. Um, they shuttered their San Francisco office and laid off 230 employees, 25 percent of its workforce, and cancelled the upcoming NBA and Marvel World of Heroes mobile games. Uh, they produced the Pokemon Go game and brings in a yearly revenue of between 700 and 900 million dollars. The company will still go ahead with Monster Hunter Now game developed with Capcom which is supposed to be the real-world map version of the popular game, basically a Pokemon Go version of Monster Hunter. But, yeah, that's um, 
big news if they've, they've laid off so many people, 230 employees. That tells you that somewhere someone wasn't making some money, you know? Something was failing. Well, again, you need to make more money than you probably can. That's mm. the problem with most businesses today, especially in the gaming industry. They just they want more than can probably be made. Mm. Yeah, unrealistic expectations, perhaps. They've got to cut costs. It's, it's, it's sad for those people, though. Now, Disney is set to start production on Tron 3. I'm interested. Tron Ares. The bad news is the character Ares is played by Jared Leto. Why the fuck does Jared Leto have to fucking poison this? I loved Tron Legacy, by the way. No mention of Jeff Bridges returning. Well, that's a mistake. Um, Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver, is playing the bad guy. Did he play... Um, I get confused. Did, did he play Quicksilver in Days of Future Past? Was that him? Yeah, I think he's the one from the Fox, not the Okay, MCU good. One. Well, he's the good one. Yeah, I like him. So, okay, he's playing the bad guy. Um, You've got to have... Um, Jeff I don't think you actually. I don't think you can hate. Actually, I think that the MCU one is actually more accurate. Well, I loved the fucking Fox one. Um, no, no, no. I, I know, I'm not saying the Fox one is bad, but I'm saying the MCU one because you got to remember, uh, Petrov is an asshole. Like he yeah. is very full of himself, um, and always rubs people the wrong way. I mean, if you read the comics, yeah, he does. He pisses people off, and I just thought that uh, what's the guy's name? He's playing Craven and all that. I just thought yeah. him, he, he kind of was a good... Is it Aaron Taylor-Johnson? He was is a that comic accurate. He was uh, a very comic accurate Petrov. Yeah, he was, yeah. I quite like that actor as well. Um, anyway, we'll, we will see what happens uh, with Tron. I'm, I'm watching this space. I really love Tron Legacy. I fucking love that movie so much. Mm, I, I kind of felt it was disappointing. Yeah. Um, Bob Dylan has personally annotated a script for a biopic starring Timothy Shamalot. Uh, the film won't focus on Dylan's entire life and career and instead tells the story of a very specific moment. Um, this is going to be a very interesting film. I can't wait for this. And I'd love to see what Bob's notes were as well. You know? I, would love mm, I don't know. You definitely would, yeah. I would love to see it. Um, Smoke and Rain, a confirmed for Mortal Kombat 1, Rich. I'm so Ooh, fucking... Good for you. I'm so fucking happy. I love Smoke. Uh, Rain, I could give or take, but Smoke, for me, was one of my favourite characters, man. But, you know, seriously, he was a great character. Um, and, I mean, now how they do the story and stuff, he could pr probably get a bit more story than he ever got, you know? Because he didn't have a lot of story, man. He was just a robot who blew up the world, which I love. Yeah, but, yeah, well, they've never... I mean, those were just sort of additional characters. I don't think they've ever been really expounded upon too much in the in, in the MK series. In my imagination, in my imagination in the nineties, man, they were very it was very stoned. They were really explored. We went into mm, some no, not that much. We went into some dark fuck territory in my brain then, man. When he blew up the world, I was yeah, like, I mean, probably the best time Smoke was was maybe Mortal Kombat three. No, uh, nine was probably the most character development. I think. What and, happened? Um, what, did, what did he do? I don't well, remember. he was friends with uh, Sub Zero, mm. and um, was he friends? Uh, they were kind of friends, and he was helping, and then he got captured, and, and then he got turned into the robot, and all that sort of stuff. I only know him as the robot, man. What? What's this shit about? He wasn't a robot. He was friends. But, he doesn't have friends. Yeah, you do know that the robots <laughs> are former Sub Zero clan ninjas. Um, that have been turned into robots, right? I wasn't aware of that until more recently. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, I mean I know. Smoke was. I wasn't aware that the, I thought Smoke was a full-on just robot. Nope. 
I always start off as, listen. Oh. All the robots start off as ninjas, buddy. Okay. Just right. just different colored <laughs> palette swap ninjas, right? Right. Um, <laughs> in fact, the only one I can think what of about that, Cyrax. I think Cyrax may be and the only, maybe the first robot that they introduced, and then they expanded upon his history and made it that he was a um so he a was ninja, a and then the other nin- and then others got turned into ninjas as well. Sort of. Oh, I always thought Smoke was just off the production line. I, th- I think for the games it was, but again, as I said, then they decided to... So, okay, so Smoke started off as a ninja, mm. and then they introduced uh, Cyrax and... Um, uh, Sector. 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 Sector and Cyrax were introduced as clan members that got turned into robots, and they were out to capture um, mm-hmm. uh, Sub-Zero. Oh, okay. And then later, just uh, as part of story beats and expanding the story and all that, then Smoke got turned into a robot as well. Well, I don't remember him ever not being a robot. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I remember him in three was definitely. No, he used a... to be a he used to be a ninja that looked exactly like Sub Zero, but with grey, and he had yeah. even smoke bellowing off of him. No, dude, that's in that's in that's in Mortal Kombat three. He was already a robot then, man. I nope, thought. mate. Look, look it what? up, buddy. You, you're not schooling me on Mortal. I thought the smoke was from his robot suit. Nope, he used to be a ninja with smoke bellowing off of him. Really? I thought he was a robot then. Oh, is he? he uh, that is news to me. I've thought my whole life that he was a robot in Mortal Kombat Three, and you're saying he wasn't. He just had smoke coming off him. Mm-hmm. What? What about when he blew up the world as his, as his fatality, which was my favourite thing he ever did? That wasn't smoke. That was smoke, man. Dude, that was smoke, my friend. Yeah, I'm mm. looking at him here, man. Are you kidding? Dude, he was a robot. Like, what are you talking about, Rich? No, he became a robot, but he <laughs> didn't start off as a robot. Well, okay. I, look, the jury's out, because what I'm looking at looks robotic, nope. but it also could be body armour. I'm, but, listen, I'm gonna. I'm going to share you a photo here. Mm. Give me two seconds. This is pre-robot, though, photo. man. This is pre-robot, dude. So you know, keep keep. Uh, and and this is no, no. This is from the. I'm the not old... happy. I'm not happy at all. I'm not happy at all, my friend. As there as you I'm... go. Did it? Did it come through? Hopefully, it will come through shortly. Um, I'm just. I, I'm. I'm staggered by what I'm hearing. You know, and what what you're saying right now, you're blowing my mind. So this is kind of like one of those situations where I've had the song lyric wrong my whole fucking life. Yep. So you're telling me in Mortal Kombat three, when he blew up the world, he wasn't a robot, even though he looks like a robot with smoke coming out of him. He looked like a fucking robot, dude. dude. I... He did. I'm t- I'm sorry to tell you this news, but he did. Smoke Mortal Kombat three. Was he a robot? Do you understand that when I tell you that he became a robot and started as a ninja, mm. do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Do, do you understand? I didn't say he was a ninja in the game you're talking about. Oh. Do you understand that I'm saying that he started off as a ninja in the Mortal Kombat series and then became a robot? Do you understand that that happened? Mm. Do you mean in the games? Or are you getting lost in that? Do you mean in the games or do you mean in the backstory? No, in the games. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I understand you're saying it. I, I just wasn't aware of it. Yeah, I, I thought he was a robot in three. 
I thought he was a robot in three man. That's but but I, yeah, I'm happy to like. I'm not. I mean, I I hear what you're saying. I mean, you're probably right. I I just. But you, I understand that Mortal Kombat three is not the only Mortal Kombat game. Is yeah. that also that's also good? You good with that? But was he in Mortal Kombat two? He was in Mortal Kombat two. Okay, see, I don't even remember him being in two. I just remember him in three. And then, uh, um, and then he makes his debut in Mortal Kombat three as an unlockable character. Yeah. While Smokey is human in Mortal Kombat two, mm. he becomes a cyborg in Mortal Kombat three, along with Cyrax and. Okay, well, the, the, then I'm on the now? same page. Then no, then I'm on the same page. So in between two and three, he got turned into a robot. Correct. Okay. Well, no, then we're on the same page. But totally. what I'm saying to you is, they didn't really get the. You didn't really get the backstory of the Delvin into it until Mortal Kombat 9 yeah. when they were kind of rebooting yeah, yeah, yeah. the series. Because Mortal Kombat oh. 9 was kind of Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3 Shit. all into one. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of data flooding into my brain tonight, man. Do you? Uh, I'm going to say this to you. This is, you're going to laugh at this next comment. In the 90s, man, the two characters, apart from Batman that I looked up to, was Nightwolf and Smoke. You know? I looked up to those guys hardcore in the mid-90s, I did. And one of the things I liked about Smoke was, in my mind, pure robot. Just no emotions, nothing. Blew up the world, didn't care. And you, I didn't even know he was human beforehand. New, didn't, news to me, you know? I was aware that some of the ninjas got turned into robots later on in the storyline, but I, I wasn't sort of, like, super into the backstory. But... um. Well, at the end of the day, he was a robot in three, which is what I thought. So that's okay. So, in um, yeah, I've got a question for you. In two, when he was a human, and I get, I understand what you're saying now, because because th- some of the ninjas were just like, they were just different colors, sort of almost to the other. Yes, nin- yeah, just like reptile mm. was a nin- looked like a normal ninja, just green, mm. until later games made him an actual lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think was like, a great like actually move. gave him the lizard body and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a great fucking game series, dude. Seriously, one of the greatest game series of all time. I'm going to say it right now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely one of the most like very lore heavy ones mm. for sure. Heavy, heavy into it, man. Well. Where's my Nightwolf fucking series, man? If Obi Wan Kenobi can get a series, what about Nightwolf? Nightwolf, man. Give him a fucking show. No, actually, no, give me a Mortal Kombat TV show which would explore the characters and give me a G.I. Joe show while you're at it. And Dave will be happy. I won't complain. I swear to God I won't complain for a full year if I get a Mortal Kombat TV show which features Nightwolf as a main character and G.I. Joe, live action. I'd be, I'd be so happy with life. But you just want him to be in it, not be the main character, right? In, in the Mortal Some Kombat. episodes of uh, I Do Want Nightwolf story fleshed out, but no, he doesn't need to be the main character. He can be mm. an ensemble, but there will be Nightwolf episodes, you know? That's what I want. Well, why can't I get what I fucking want, man? Like, there's enough Mortal Kombat fans out there. We want this shit now. We've had enough waiting around, digging into this obscure lore, which barely makes sense. We want to see it played out on screen. You know what I mean? Like, give it I to me. Fe- I think Nightwolf featured pretty heavily in the old 90s tune that they did. Back yeah, he did. He did. But that was a long time ago, man. That mm. was decades ago, dude. You know, shit's happened since then, man. We fought in Iraq and Afghanistan since then. You know, shit's gotten darker. Let's bring it back. 
Yeah, but also they've introduced way more characters, and I just don't think he's that high on the list. Listen, are you aware that I'm a Nightwolf fan? Have I ever brought that up before on the show? No, I do, but what I'm saying is that since Mortal Kombat 3, they've introduced way more they have characters and characters that unfortunately have become a bit more popular. My, my brain's kind of remains in three, man, and two, two and three with a lot of fucking smoke. A lot of, I mean, smoke is in marijuana smoke, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of late nights, man, punching in at two, three a.m., man, just playing Nightwolf. You know, that was a whole different level of fucking gaming, man. I, what I was seeing playing out on screen was like. It was like James Cameron style graphics in my head. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and wowee, you know, that's where the fucking, if you want to get the core of the essence, that's where it is, man. You know, now we've got what I call aftermath, you know, memories, faded memories, dude. But back then, man, you could have come in and go, I'm rich from the future. We have a podcast. I'd be like, sit, <laughs> sit down, man. S- chill out. Sit down. Smoke a bowl and let's play. I'd be like, that's cool, dude. <laughs> I'd be like, that's cool, dude. Go, yeah, we did 200 episodes together. I'd be like, man, that sounds awesome. Fucking let's just Could you play. imagine like a movie where uh, a guy has to go back into time and mm. warn his past self mm. about like a massive catastrophe, but he can't convince his from himself because he's like a weed head yes. and like he's just too stoned. <laughs> dude, I think it's happened in like, my real life. Anything? I think it's happened in my real life, frankly. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I think you've been it's visited ha- by your future self, have you? No, and future friends and shit, man. You may have rolled through. I know. I, I firmly believe that I, I've met people at times who exist only in that second, and then are gone. You know, I firmly believe I'm, I'm deep inside a matrix, man. You know, I firmly believe that there are aliens in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I firmly believe that Nightwolf is one of the greatest characters of all time. You know, probably carries parts of myself. In, in Mortal Kombat 3, back in the 90s. Yeah, I firmly believe all those things, man. So what we're playing out is almost a hollow mockery, you know? But these are all things I believe, man. If you're asking me what I believe, the sky's the fucking limit. That's fair enough. <laughs> are you a little more grounded, Rich? I think I'm a lot more grounded. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more grounded. <laughs> Just a tiny bit? Just a tiny bit, man? Yeah, that's cool. That's just, a, cool. just a thimble version, just a thimble amount. Uh, do you like me when I'm like, if you just walked in, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool, man. Just sit down and fucking let's play this game. I don't really care. You'd be like, chill out, man, chill out. I'd just be like, man, that sounds good. intense. I'd be like, that sounds intense, but we've got a game to play here, Rich. Come on, get involved. You know, <laughs> I do all that stuff, man, because I think it's like, well, they say, I don't really understand it when they say time's a flat circle, but I, I get the sentiment behind it, you know, where I do believe people can travel up and down their lives and stuff like that you know, and your life is like a movie kind of thing. All that kind of shit. I believe all that stuff, man. You know? Mm, I guess. I mean, if, if, if it helps you feel better, that's fine. I feel fine, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel totally fine. <laughs> uh, now, um, PlayStation's Wolverine game reportedly has a violent, hard R tone. Uh, Wolverine fans may be in store for a gruesome gameplay experience when it hits PlayStation. I mean, yes, bring it on. And also, can you please re-release Wolverine Origins, fucking the video game, which I've never quite finished, because I would really, really, really like to finish that game. You know? Well, I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, a, a character whose weapons mm. are fucking claws would have to be mature or R-rated, for God's sakes. Like, mm. you ain't knocking people out with these sleep claws. Yeah, man. Dude, did you enjoy that Wolverine Origins video game that I loved? 
It was pretty fun. Um, I played it a bit. It was actually a good game. It was actually yeah. probably one of the better tie-in games that uh, came out in that period. I totally agree, man. It was a great game. Yeah, Rich. I mean, that, that Wolverine Origins game, it really frustrates me that that's not um, available backwards compatible. You know? Because I would, I would play that. But... Yeah, yeah, it's not. No, it's, it's not, man. It's, it's, it's annoying. Like, yeah... It's not it's not backwards compatible. And people ask about it all the time, but just it just hasn't happened. You yeah, know? It's licensing, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, so true, so true, so true. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, let's um move on with our lives. Mattel has amassed a long slate of projects. Some forty-five films are in development at Mattel, including Daniel Kaluuya's movie about Barney the Purple Dinosaur and others revolving around characters like He-Man and Polly Pocket. 45 movies. Wow. That's a lot of films. That's a lot, man. I mean, and I guess kids would know, because I don't know who these characters... I know who Barney is, obviously, but I don't know who Polly Pocket is, and I assume I wouldn't know many of these characters at all. But, hey, if Barbie hits big, which I think it's got every chance of doing, um, you could see... You know, these toy products getting milked for more sort of films. It makes sense, mm. you know. Um, I guess the thing is... I'm very interested to see what the Barbie movie does. I really am interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think it'll do all right, man. Like No, because I think it looks terrible, so I'm just curious to see what it does. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I do think it'll be fine. Um, yeah, now, this was interesting. The French president, Macron, um, has blamed video games for... France's recent rioting, the riots were in response to a police shooting of a teenager last week, which led to dozens of riots throughout France, with thousands arrested. It was kind of crazy just how big these riots were. Um, mm. Macron uh, said, we sometimes have the feeling that some of the living out in the streets, the video games that have intoxicated them. So he's just doing the classic old school, blow the video game. Um, I mean, look, you know, I don't think that's probably correct. You know, really, honestly, I think that just in general, I think people are more on edge these days. I mean, people who are going to riot, dude, they're waiting for a fucking excuse. In my in my opinion, I'm not saying they don't have a valid reason, but I would never riot. It would, it would take. No, mate, I I agree with him. I remember the big um, industrial revolution that was caused by too much video games. <laughs> you know, when they went around um, chopping people's heads off and. You know, killing the rich and all that, that was, that was massively inspired by video games. I think he's got a point. Violence is in the air of, of certain areas. Listen, France has always loved a good fucking right, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying this is not justified, but France, fuck's sake, every Tuesday they fucking right in their country. They do love to ride. They love I'm to sorry, protest. You know. Look, yeah, I, I don't think we can blame video games. Really, I honestly don't. I think that's it's drawing a very long fucking bow. I mean, you could blame TV. No, but, you could blame But movies, you always need a boogeyman. You know? You always need something ethereal you can blame a problem on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I, I can't even think of games like where you're just riding. You know, I can't even... Like, maybe there's games, but I can't think of any. I mean, there's games like GTA they always like to, you know, point fingers at. It's like, oh my God, it's just like Call of Duty. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's all bullshit, frankly. I think this is up there with the Satanic Panic. It's up there with like people blaming movies in the fifties and blaming rock and roll for society's ills. You know, changes in the air. Those in power yeah. don't like it. Um, There's always a boogeyman. 
There's always a boogeyman. And, you know... There always will be a boogeyman. Yeah, there's always something they can point it to. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's craziness. Uh, Xbox's Phil Spencer has confirmed the Elder Scrolls 6 is still five-plus years away. And then yeah. Microsoft, Microsoft has yet to decide whether it will launch on PS5. Um, that's crazy to me. But at the same time, they've well, got Starfield they've coming. they've been working on Starfield, man. Yeah. Like, not, yeah. They haven't even... Sure, they've probably done some preliminary sorry, designs, but they ain't going to be working on Elder Scrolls until Starfield is pretty much done and... Mm. And, and put to bed and all that, and then they'll have a, a smaller team that maybe keeps it, you know, any patches and content. Mm. But no, they're not starting work on Elder Scrolls until until Starfield's done. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to stuff. Well, Starfield comes out this year, doesn't it? Is that right? September. September, cool. Um, Kathleen Kennedy, who we mentioned on the show, reveals the Ray and James Mangold Star Wars movies are connected, Rich. Um, <laughs> remind me. Is he, isn't he doing Old Republic or something? Am I wrong in saying that? I, I feel like that's what I've reported on previously. Um, I actually don't know what he's doing, man. Like, I, I, I think I'm sorry, it, I don't follow the Star Wars news. James Mangold, Star Wars. I think it is. Um, he's the guy who's doing... Um, he, he did uh, Logan, yeah? That's him. Yeah. And, yeah, he also uh, just did this bloody floppy uh, well, Indiana Jones. He just did Indiana Jones, yeah. But he's, he's, he's had a lot of big movies that have done well. Uh, let's find out what his fucking Star Wars thing is. Um, but can I actually, can I drop another bombshell on you? Go for it. Did you know that the prequels and the original ones are connected? What do you mean? In Star Wars. Did you know that those movies are connected? Yes. Of course. Do I know they're connected? Well, then her saying that the shit's connected is stupid because all Star Wars <laughs> is fucking connected. Yeah, yeah. Well, I brought it. Uh, yeah. the same fucking universe, man. It's all connected. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I do see what you say. Um, Mangold's story will tell, go back to the dawn of the Jedi and explore the origins of the Force. So, yeah, you're making a very good point. It's like saying, yeah, you know, like Batman Returns is connected to Batman 89. Yes, we get it. Like, yeah. it's, well, it's like saying, oh, did you know the Avengers movies is connected to the Captain America movies? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no did, did you know Black Widow is connected to Ant Man 3? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's technically part of the MCU. We get it. Yeah. But the, the links between those two are extremely tenuous story-wise. You know what I mean? Like, they're connected, but they don't actually have... You know, you know what I mean? they could be viewed in isolation from each other kind of thing. No, well, they're connected. It's the dawn of the Jedi, and there's Jedi in these movies, and she's supposed to be the last Jedi. And, you know... So, of course they're connected. She's part of the fucking Force, man. Jeez. Yeah, it's a stupid comment from Kathleen. This is what I'm saying. I'm sorry. She needs to go, man. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I've well. never, I've never, I've ne- obviously I've never prayed for someone losing their job as much as. <laughs> oh, I'm unimpressed with her. I think she's overstayed her welcome, frankly. Um, now I want to get what you think of this. One of across the Spider versus three directors, Joaquin dos Santos, explained one of the Toy Biz Spider-Man toys was going to show up, and he was going to have a giant kid's hand that would go off screen and hold him. Would you have liked to have seen that across the Spider Verse? So literally, you're seeing a toy battle out. Uh, I actually would have liked to have seen that because it was so crazy anyway. Why not? Yeah. You've got everything else in the movie. Yeah, exactly. You're already throwing the kitchen sink at it all. Um, Warner Brothers has reportedly already greened a sequel based on June Messiah. Wow. They're they're apparently very confident in in the second June, which I am too, actually, because that's where the action really kicks off. Where, where, Where they close the first film, that's where the action kicks off in the book. 
Um, that's a very crucial part of the book. So the second film should be a lot more interesting, I think, than the first, which was an interesting movie, but I think a lot more dramatic as the second. Um, yeah. Also, I... Um, <laughs> this is funny. Did I send you the picture? And I was in JB Hi-Fi and Assassin's Creed Mirage was there for pre-order. $79. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I was like, yeah, bring it on. And then it was like October or something. I was like, what? or September. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was just like, but I just realised we're in July, so it's not that far away. You know? No. Dude, do you reckon it's going to like be as fucking great as I'm hoping? Because you know I love Valhalla so much. Uh, for your sake, I hope so, but I have my doubts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, after I come back from Brisbane, um, we are going to do a New York Ninja, a me and Rich Cinema of Doom. We're going to sort that out and put that up for the Patreon uh, supporters. And please, those who are listening to the show, if you can contribute to the Patreon, it is highly appreciated. It goes towards show running costs. And, and, and just personally, I do appreciate that. And I thank you, all of you. And there will be a lot more content coming up in, in upcoming months. But Rich and I are going to kick it off. Um there's a breaking rumour, Rich, that um, Channing Tatum has reportedly filmed a scene as Gambit for Deadpool 3. Oh, I think it's likely. What do you think? Why not? I mean, it's going to be the last Deadpool movie, so just everything out. It might not be the last Deadpool movie. I think it's going to be the last Deadpool I don't know man, about that. That's a, that's a bold claim. It could be the last movie that Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool, but I think Deadpool will still be around. Um, no, okay, well, fine. I mean, fine. It's the last, it's the last version of this Deadpool is just throw everything you got. Yeah, oh, you know, that's th- why they got Electra in it. That's why they're going to have you know Channing Tatum. You know, it's, that's actually you know what I feel like that is what um, the the Flashpoint movie should have done mm. is because you had nothing, you should have just gone with uh, like what they did with um, the Doctor Strange movie. Mm. Put some fan casting in there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They, with you the know, they, 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 they kind of did that with Nicolas Cage, but they should have done it more. Oh yeah. Yeah, lead a lot more heavily into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, really like leading to like, you know, oh, imagine this guy's Superman. Imagine this person is Batman. This one oh. is Green Lantern, you know? Imagine if you actually got Tom Cruise to come in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally, which right. is exactly what they did in Doctor Strange, where, the, where they had like, um, what's his name from The Office came in as, um, you know, uh, Reed Richards, for example. Yeah, yeah. It was I a know, fucking poor scene, how he died. Spoilers, but that was bullshit. Um, but regardless, yeah, it was a cool idea. Um, there's a rumour that the new Marvel series Echo is apparently so bad, it's being consider- it was considered to be given the write-off treatment that Batgirl was given um, by Warners. Apparently, the, the rumours are that it's apparently appalling and no one gives a fuck about Echo. What a surprise that was, you know? Well, it's funny you say that because I honestly, I don't think anyone gives a fuck about Secret Invasion at the moment. Like, yes. no one is talking about it. It's true. It's it's the no only one. I didn't even know it was on until I, I finally saw someone saying, oh, I'm giving up on the show after two episodes. I was like, holy fuck, that's been out already? I didn't even know there was no, like, yeah, fanfare, I, advertising. I, I only knew about it because one of my friends on Facebook mentioned it negatively. And I was like, wow, it's out? I was like, yeah, they've really buried yeah. it. Um, yeah, I, I, I do want to watch it, but we haven't watched it yet. But apparently it's not great. And mm. yeah, it's got a Metacritic score sixty three, user score four point four out of ten. Um, yeah, a lot of people thinking it stinks. You know, well, that's um, the thing when, when the when the critics and the 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 fans somewhat agree, yeah. it's either fantastic for you or very bad for you. <laughs> true, very true, Rich. 
Very true. It's Weekly Comics, Rich. We just had one this week, ROM 1, uh, with the Bill Mantlo in 1979. Am I right in saying this was based on a toy? It was. In fact, the comic actually outlasted the toy. Uh, The comic went for about, I think, 75 issues. That's impressive. Uh, Yeah, it it kept going. And in fact, I think there was a run on IDW as well. Mm. Uh, for ROM as well and all that. Yeah, it's a uh, Space Knight uh, is basically what it. Um, yeah, I actually remember this. I didn't. I didn't know about the toy back in the day because we never got the toy in South Africa, but we did get the comic. And so I did remember reading. And what do you way, think Because I, I thought it was pretty solid, frankly, for a start of a comic. I was like, yeah, I can imagine reading this as a kid. You know. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's very interesting. It's basically, uh, you've got this. Two civilizations, basically, you know, these um, space civilizations kind of kind of warring. Mm. And uh, the other, the good guys, mm. quote unquote, look for volunteers to give up their humanity to basically become cyborgs. So mm. they're basically like kind of like put their brains in this, in these suits, right? They, mm. they, they graft the things onto their skin so they can never take it off, basically. And they just live in this tin can and all that. But they are like pretty powerful and they, um, sort of defending them and they kind of did win the war but there's still these dire race as they call them uh very similar to like um it's probably where wildcats got its idea from mm-hmm. where you basically have these aliens hiding on earth uh but they can take the form of of anything mm. um kind of thing and he's now he's finally made his way to earth and now he's hunting <laughs> the ones that are on there and all that sort of stuff um uh yeah, a, a solid, solid first issue for a, a series that obviously resonated. It obviously did well. Mm. I mean, 75, 75 issues is a couple of years there. That's uh, well, and I think but, as well, years, I think. it was far more popular than the toy. I think it was like the toi itself was not. A, it wasn't a case where the toy like GI Joe was massive. Yeah, but, no, the, the I believe the toy was a bit of a flop. Yeah, uh, but, like, but the comic yeah. Uh, did well enough that uh, it yeah it became its own comic thing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not cinematic, in the Marvel. Yeah, Universe. Marvel Comics. Yeah, that's cool. H- have they put this out as a collection? Like, because I... Oh, um, yeah. yes, I think Marvel just recently reacquired the rights again okay. so that they could release um, reprints of it. I, I'd be interested in picking that up, actually. I, I, I want to thank Michael for uh, recommending this one, actually, because I think it was a really cool one. I think Michael, I mean, once again, has just shown that he's the man who's got the fucking plan, you know? And, mm. um, yeah, no, great stuff. Mike. Oh, what are you giving it? I'm going to give it a, a solid 7.5 for a first issue. Yeah, yeah, um, seven seven 7.5 is pretty pretty spot on. Um, but I must say, I, 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 Marvel did, I think, were really killing it back in the day with mm. the license and all that mm. back in the day. What a shame they can't do that anymore. What a shame well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, they almost can't be trusted, though. You know, like you give them a license. We like Planet of the Apes. I love Planet of the Apes. Let me tell you, um, whoever had Planet of the Apes before Marvel was doing a much better job. I think it was IDW. Uh, it could have been Dark Horse. It was one of the two, and they all boom. But they killed it compared to Marvel. That that first issue of Planet of the Apes, I was like, seriously, this is the best you can do. You know, like mm. this is this is the top notch. It was painful how boring that episode was, that issue was. Um, now, drumroll, G.I. Joe, IDW Collection Volume 4, um, Dave's Choice, uh, Chuck Dixon, 
uh, riding the main line. Um, you also had Mike Costa's Cobra. I, I fucking love this, Rich. Wow. Um, I took notes, which I normally never do, because I was enjoying it so much, because we're going to have Chuck on the show soon. We're going to talk some Joe. Yo, Joe! Um, this, to me, Rich, is just what I want forever. Zartan, Origins, the Trouble Bubbles, the War Game episode that Cobra invaded the War Games in the desert, the sub submarine tsunami issues, and just Cobra, that shit with Cobra and Mad Monk. I was just, like, floored the entire time. I had such a good time with this collection. Uh, I think part of it I'd read before, but like, I definitely had read some of the Chuck stuff before, but, like, not all of it, and... The Cobra stuff with Mad Monk at the end was just like, wow, that was dark as hell. Uh, where were you, Rich, on this? Because I was like a kid in a candy store. I was texting you, G.I. Joe stuff, you know me. I get very excited about G.I. Joe, I don't know, Rich. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, mm. uh, It's a mixed bag for me because it's good. Mm. And probably if it didn't have the name G.I. Joe on it, I'd probably a lot more. It's just that I'm... I don't know. I, I kind of want the more bigger, bombastic, mm. over-the-top G.I. Joe that I grew up with as a cartoon. It's just a little bit more maybe darker or mm. um, uh, more adult. But I still want big muscle guys and big weapons. and, and Well, that's what Chuck action. was supplying. Chuck was supplying a pretty standard G.I. Mm. Joe to me. No, but it's, it's a bit more like... It's, it's a bit more realistic, mm. kind of. Um, it's, it's almost like, what if G.I. Joe and Cobra were kind of more like real? Mm. entities in like a real world which is an interesting uh concept and it's again uh i i, I still enjoyed reading it mm. um but i wouldn't say that i loved it because while i'm reading it you know I, again the 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 you know i guess i just miss the old gi joe too much when i'm reading it to like the larry like, hammer's oh one God. yeah yeah, just like, as I said, it was a bit more over the top, where the yeah. action and, and the guys are bigger, larger than life kind of stuff and all that. Now, at the end there, there was a really cool silent kind of episode, if you want to call it, with Snake Eyes. Yeah, the Snake Eyes are a little origin. bit more. Yeah. I was like, okay, now this feels a little bit more, you know, he's going there solo and taking down a whole base and all that. And I was like, okay, now this. <laughs> that's what I want from my G.I. Joe kind of stuff and all that, you know. Mm. Um, you know, all the stories are fine. Um they're interesting. It's all well written. Um, I wouldn't say there's much character development, mm. um, especially on the Joe side. Um, what about Mad from, Monk, man? Wow. Well, I say, well that, that was the most character development you got. That was intense. Um, and apparently uh, uh, Zartan is not even a person. He, he's a copy yeah. of Zartan. Kind of, like, I was like, ah, it's all interesting. Mm. And I think you would enjoy it. I think, you know what? I would even dare say if you were not a big G.I. Joe fan, Mm. of the big Sergeant Slaughter and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, uh, Roadblock. and You know what I mean? You would like, oh, it's too whatever. If you want a bit more realistic military mm. action. And that's why I said. I think if this was not G.I. Joe, mm. I would be like lapping it up more because I do like military stuff. That's the mm. thing. I do like, you know, a lot of my favorite shows and movies, I'm very much into military stuff. Mm. But G.I. Joe is a bit different. If you call it G.I. Joe, I'm expecting yeah. wrestling uh, uh, level kind of 
characters and stories, you know, a bit more over the top. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I so it was saying. a mixed bag for me. I can't, I didn't hate it. I still enjoyed reading it, but I did feel like not my Joes, if sure. that makes sense. Well, I'll tell you this. I had not read, uh, look, I'd read a tiny bit of G.I. Joe, like for, you know, literally a couple of issues here and there, but I had not read the G.I. Joe comics until I picked up a collection of Chucks from the start of his, you know, stuff. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, I've been, I had a friend in, in, in school who was heavily into GI Joe. So I, I had a sort of very cursory knowledge of it. You know what I mean? I've seen a little bit of episodes of the cartoon here and there. I read that Chuck stuff and I was like, man, this is fucking great. I have since read a lot more GI Joe. And I think he did a very good job of rebooting it, retooling it, and I still felt like the characterizations were there. It was just all very much modernized. Um, that said, it's nowhere near as jingoistic and literally as pure, 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 like, 80s fun as Larry's comic, which I also am reading. Um, they're different beasts, but I can see the similarities. And I think Chuck does a very... I Actually, I, I made a comment to um, Brian Lazara, um, who's a, a friend of the channel, and... He said, and he writes nothing but Joe stories on his on his um you know internet. And I I said Chuck moves plot along. I think he's an underappreciated character writer as well. I think he fits character into action, frankly mm. great. I, I think his banter is fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed those storylines with the War Games one. I was like, man, that's a great fucking issue where Cobra comes in. And it's all, uh, how can I say, like Cobra and Joe are still sort of circling each other, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, Although Cobra's definitely winning at the moment. Yeah, Cobra's got, I mean, they killed Bazooka um, last trade. I I really enjoyed it. And Mike Costa shouldn't be forgotten on the Cobra book as well, which is another different, totally, it's a dark fucking book, man. Oh. Yeah, but can I also say... Another thing that I did not enjoy about it, the one thing I didn't enjoy mm. was the art. In the Cobra stories? In in almost the whole... Oh, the see, whole I, really, I really like the art in the main joke. The one at the end was great with, with um, again, with Snake Eyes. Yeah. That felt a bit more comic booky mm. kind of, you know, uh, stuff. But the uh, just like the Zartan stuff, the... Mm. Um, or everything else, I just it I it was so like and uh, terrible is not the word that I want to say, but mm. dull. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the right word. Like it. Yeah, it's very, it's very um, almost feels like someone's tracing. I don't know if they are tracing, but it just feels very. I know what you mean. Yeah. Paint by numbers. It feels very paint by numbers kind of. Mm. art where i don't feel it was done by like a person with talent Ah, maybe that sounds horrible i don't know but the only art i really liked was the one at the end with um with snake eyes yeah yeah that's fair man i mean look i i'll I'll be honest i i loved the um the artwork in the main chuck book i struggle a bit more with the cobra art i i wish that the the cobra art was a it's a little bit loose for me it's a little bit sketchy but that's the mood they're going. For. They're going for like an atmospheric sort of look. But I'm I'm not a hundred percent a big fan of it. But, yeah, the um, one with the war games wasn't terrible. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the war games art and the, and the submarine. I I really like the war games 
issue and the submarine tsunami issues as well, where they where they go down to the big dreadnought. Man, that's a massive mm. ship. Did the French really have submarines like that in the 1930s? Because that's what it says in the comic. I, I'm impressed if they did. They said I'm that, sure Chuck done his research. Yeah, we've got to, when we get Chuck on the show, I'm going to ask him about the submarines, man, because like he's the he's the guy who does the research. Um, well, uh, two different opinions. I really like what IDW did with this until they fuck it up years down the track after Chuck's gone and you get the guy who hates America who was writing it for five seconds. You know, that guy. Um, Audrey Citizen, or whatever his name was, you know, and a very bad citizen he was. Um, <laughs> but this is the golden times. This is... I'm going to get ready for this. I'm giving it 9.5 out of 10. Mm. I loved it. Where are you, Yeah, Rich? look, I mean, I will give it a 7.5. Mm. Um, it's it's not terrible. Yeah. And, and I don't hate it. It's just that... It just, the every time I was reading it, I just kept going, man, I wish it was more like the... Like, again, not, not the, the childlike one, but just mm. the character designs, the outfits, mm. you know, the much... You know what I mean? Like, just the big G.I. Joe guys and mm. sexy gals and all that sort of stuff. And you know, Cobra in their cool fucking outfits and stuff. I just, it just felt like, and I get what they were doing, and I actually do agree they did it very well it, to reboot it as a more realistic mm. military sort of book. I, you know what, nailed it. Yeah. They did a fantastic job. But just for me, I feel like a G.I. Joe book loses a bit if it's not a, or over the top or... Mm. Or um, loud. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear, I hear so, you, I hear you, but like, but I, you, I think you was, I think people would still enjoy it and should definitely still check it out. Yeah, because it's it's Chuck, so it's still well written, mm. um, and the stories are still really good. Um, if you are a big GI Joe fan and, and like me, maybe not, then maybe just see it as not GI Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just maybe look at it as a different... I tell you what, though, that, that, that full cover shot where cover girls firing the machine gun yelling out, yo, Joe, that's full G.I. Joe, you know? Mm. Well, she hops on, well, you remember when she hops on board the machine gun and she's going fucking crazy and cutting loose? Yeah, but that really happens in the whole trade, so, I mean, that's one time. I know, I loved of... it, though, man. Yo, Joe. Well, I'm giving it 9.5. Rich is giving it 7.5. He's got some caveats on that 7.5. I loved it. I am... I mean, no surprise, Rich. You knew I was loving it, didn't you? You could tell. You know. Yeah, but you also do like it a bit more darker. I love it darker. And uh, a bit more uh, street level. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you think Cobra was, like, very dark? Like, with that with that private investigator who, like, gets sacrificed? Well, that, well technically, that wasn't Cobra. That was Coil. So that was... Um, well, yeah, I guess. But they're um, they're members of Cobra. That was an offshoot. Yeah, an um, offshoot of Cobra. Yeah. That was funded by uh, they're called the Coil, mm. and basically that guy's supposed to be Serpentor. Yeah, but he's more like a cult leader now. That was pretty um, dark. But it was very interesting. Super dark. Yeah. Super dark. Yeah, and I, I love the Mad Monk stuff as well. I, I thought Mad Monk was kind of where it's at, man. Oh, by the way, I was having a conversation on um, during the weekend where I brought up um, to Marie. Shout out to Marie. Um, do you remember when I was saying there was that game that's like a virtual Earth? Do you remember that? Like, it's like the world. And they're going to put players in it, and players are going to have to form their own countries and stuff. And I was saying to you, they'll form communities, they'll form towns, they'll form cities, they'll start going to war with each other, like city-state war. 
and I mm, said they baby, should, yep. and I said they should do a Hollow Earth in the virtual world, and they should put a chamber in there so there's a tiny chance someone could blow up the world. And I was saying, how cool would it be to form like gangs trying to blow up that virtual world? Do you remember I was saying that, and you were saying that was evil, and I was saying no. That's just part of the game, man. Like, no lives are being lost. I said, as I said to Marie, there could be some economic loss from players. But how fucking insane would that be, man? You know? Can you imagine how cool that would be? If, if, if players discovered there was actually a way to blow up the virtual world and then players could protect it and all sorts of crazy shit could happen, man. It could get really fucking it's just, intense. It's just, it's just code and... Yeah, digital stuff. I mean, it's not that impressive to fucking a computer fucking animation. <laughs> I'm just feeling. I don't know if if I'm just like you know out of tune tonight, man. But I'm just there. You know what I mean? I started talking about gangs. I started talking about I, reprisals. I, I started talking about reprisals, about hits, about like software wars, all sorts of stuff, man. You know, and just the, just to think. That, that these players could come onto an empty planet and start terraforming it and start fighting against each other, raiding. You know what I'm saying? No rules, no regulations, man. Yeah, but that happens in games already. Like, that this happens in any sort of survival game or... Yeah, but this is uh, this is more intense than normal, man. I haven't yeah, seen a survival game with a hollow world, man. Same shit, Dave. I haven't seen a hollow world, dude. I haven't seen a fucking game get blown up. You know? I haven't seen that happen. I have not seen that happen, my friend. It's getting real intense. It's ah, I couldn't care. It's ten out of ten for intensity. I don't, I don't care what happens to the digital Earth. I'm sorry, but you were saying it was evil to me last time. That's that. No, was... you're evil, Dave. You are. You just, you're basically evil. You, you just <laughs> want to see things burn. I mean, you, you got a bit of evil in that heart, bro. <laughs> I do want to see things burn. I do enjoy that, like, you know. Bit of chaos, man. Why not, man? And then you bring in the shock troopers to fight nah, against man. it. Go back to your weed days, man. Peace, love, and harmony. <laughs> no, nah, man. I was I was on edge then. I was on edge. I wasn't the chilled guy, man. No, you weren't smoking good weed then. I was pretty tense, man. <laughs> uh, look, I think we're going to wrap it up for tonight. I do want to say a thank you to everyone who listens. Um, I'll be away for a week, but we are coming back next week, so we won't actually miss a show. Um, Rich, did you have a book for next week? It was your 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 um, turn? Uh, I'm going to let you pick. Oh. I've narrowed it down to two. Okay. Uh, we can either do um, uh, what's it called, Aerosmith, mm-hmm. Volume One, mm-hmm. um, or we can do um, uh, uh, the Resurrection Man from the New Fifty Two. Resurrection uh, Man. Good. Resurrection Done Man. By Dan Abnett. Resurrection Man. Easy. All right, well, oh. we'll do Resurrection Man, Volume 1, Dead Again. Okay, and that's the New 52 one. Yep. Yeah, that was the one that was done by Dan Abnett. Great work, Rich. You're on top of it again, man, aren't you? You're just you're all over it, dude. With, you've got the recommendations ready to go. Bang! Oh, by the way, Vanessa Kirby, it appears, has been cast as Sue Storm. That's some breaking news. Who? Yeah. Well, you can, you know, you can check that one out, man. Vanessa Kirby, yeah. dude. Vanessa Kirby, man, she's been, and isn't it funny that it's a Kirby, because Jack Kirby, you know? Am I the only one saying, thinking that? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool little... Um, it's a coincidence, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is it nice? Nice bit of symmetry. But is I mean, it? Conspiracy I theory. That was done on purpose, or I hope it wasn't done on purpose. Conspiracy theory, man. Conspiracy theory. You know. Conspiracy for what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like the family getting involved, man. Long distance. You know, ah, I guess. It. it would make more sense if she had a non de plume if she was going to be undercover. You know, she's British. I think it'd be a lot bigger deal if she was actually related. <laughs> it'd be awesome. Yeah, but. Anyway, she's apparently being cast. It's not confirmed yet, but it's been. It's even though I said it was confirmed, it's not confirmed yet. That's still speculation. <laughs> uh, heavily rumored, though. I thought I'd bring that up before we quit for the night. I do want to say uh, we're proud members of the collective. You've got shows like Inner Demons with Brian Beggy. You've got Ray uh, with Into the Night, uh, a legend of the game that he is. You've got Connolly with Last Sons of Krypton. You've got Phil and Lilith at Capes and Lunatics, and we're still pouring out one out for our. Dear departed brother Charlie Esther, we miss you, man. Um, there's just a lot of shit going on, dude, and there's a lot of fucking gunplay in the streets, and it's a bit like Dodge City, you know. That's how it feels, man. That's where I am. Are you in Dodge, man? No. Wow. You've just got no concerns. You, you, you know, you're just chilled. I'm sitting here. I got a fucking revolver. I know, and I don't even need weed for that. I got a revolver on the table, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm one step away. I'm one step away. I'm just one hit away, man. You know? <laughs> Sometimes you do need help, don't you? <laughs> so, care to ask for help, hey, Dave? No need. You need. If you need help, it can't be provided. The only help I want is to get a fucking Mortal Kombat show on the air, man. And and whatever the other show I was wanting, or Joe Joe. If they could do that, if they can help me out by doing that, I'd be very appreciative. You know? I, I, I mean, for God's sake, the, I don't know. I feel like the um, the Mortal Kombat games are almost shows themselves. They are. They are. That's you true. Almost, you almost don't even need that retold. I just want that Assassin's Creed fucking show as well, man. Have we got any more details on that? Has anybody dug up any fucking details on this show? Like, am nah, I the, it's probably dead, man. Don't get your hopes up. Well, my hopes were up like five years ago. Like, when we first started doing this show, I was like... You know, I'm the only one checking up for it. Like, there's no news. There's nothing, man. There's no release dates. Like, it is just a fucking black hole, dude. It is a black fucking hole, man. And in that hole are my expectations and my hopes and my feelings, man. You know? <laughs> um, have you ever heard the sound... Cover up and keep it buried, Dave. The Soundgarden song, Black Hole Sun. That is where my hopes for this Netflix show are at the moment. You know? Anyway, on that happy note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. You put up with a lot of crazy, this show. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's crazy if I'm used to it. Well. Wow.